93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it is indeed a Tuesday, March 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A showdown is brewing between the four southeastern Pennsylvania counties and the Pennsylvania Department of Health over the allotment of COVID-19 vaccines. Last week, county officials learned of an apparent discrepancy between the number of vaccines allotted to Montgomery, Bucks, Chester, and Delaware counties compared to less populated counties in the rest of the state. Delaware County ranked 45 out of the 67 counties regard, uh, regarding the uh, number of vaccines received. On Sunday, a call between counties and state elected officials and acting health secretary Allison Beam was not helpful after some commissioners say they uh, could not ask questions and in turn left with few answers. The four suburban counties released a statement about Sunday's meeting stating this afternoon's meeting with the Pennsylvania Department of Health was both dis- uh, disappointing and frustrating. There remains a lack of transparency on the total doses that have come to our counties from every source. Therefore, we have no way to assess how the data presented to us today was calculated and how, the, how those calculations have been used to determine the number of doses that have been uh, allocated to our four counties. Additionally, we were not given any indication of the plan to make up acknowledged shortfalls to certain counties going forward. The chair of the Chester County Commissioner says it's hard to understand the state's fo- formula as to how they are rolling out the vaccine. So it still remains a problem in our area. You're trying to remain patient, you know, and I, I mean, I haven't gotten my vaccine yet. Yet, and I'm okay with it, but like you hear stories like this and it tests your patience. Fully vaccinated Americans can gather with other vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask or social distancing, according to long-awaited guidance from federal health officials. The recommendations also say that vaccinated people can come together in the same way with people considered at low low risk for severe disease, such as in a case of vaccinated grandparents visiting healthy children and grandchildren. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced the guidance Monday. The guidance is designed to address a growing demand as more adults have been getting vaccinated and wondering if it gives them greater freedom to visit family members, travel, or to do other things that they did before the COVID-19 pandemic swept the world last year. The CDC is continuing to recommend that fully vaccinated people continue to wear well-fitted masks, avoid large gatherings, and physically distance themselves from others when out in public. The CDC also advised vaccinated people to still get tested if they develop symptoms that could be related to COVID-19. Officials say a person is considered fully vaccinated two weeks after receiving the last required dose of the vaccine. About 30 million Americans or only about 9% of the U.S. population have been fully vaccinated with a federally authorized COVID-19 vaccine so far, according to the CDC. Police say a prolific crime spree lasting more than a year is now over. Buckingham Township Police reported the arrest of 32-year-old Keith Johnson of Yardley. He's accused of breaking into more than 1,000 cars across 13 municipalities in Bucks County and 10 municipalities in New Jersey. You have to hear the list of uh, police departments that were involved in, in getting this guy. Just the sheer volume and the sheer geography and the scope of this, he was a very, very active criminal, said the Bucks County District Attorney uh, Matt Weintraub. No place was left safe. Police say the crime spree began in February of 2020. Officials said Johnson worked overnight and targeted unlocked cars in wealthier neighborhoods. Some residents in Furlong actually cleared out their garages so they could start parking their cars in there at night. Johnson was allegedly caught on multiple homeowner surveillance videos. So this, this guy only started like a little over a year ago. It was a year. A thousand. And he's gotten over a thousand. Yeah. Probably more than that. That's um, that's a hard-working individual right there. But examine his M.O. A D bag. You know, his, his M.O. is to uh, 
unlock cars. And we keep saying we're stunned by the amount of people who leave yeah, their cars the car unlocked. unlocked. Yeah. I, I say this about criminals all the time. Like, if they put the time and effort that they put into being a criminal, yeah. they could actually be successful at something. Yeah, totally. All the freaking time. Yeah. Well, was he, uh, you know, was he feeding a drug habit? I don't and, know. And if that's the case, you know... I think he wants to be on The Bachelor. Yeah, but yeah. still, you that's know, possible. He, could, he could be his own boss doing something else and make plenty of drug money if he sure. wanted to, you know? Now you so. see those ads in the papers Work all the time. Home. Work from home, make, sell drugs. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah, but then you got to, like, Why these? not be part of the ever-growing narcotics industry? Ah, then you got to pay taxes and, and you, all that you know, other stuff. More importantly, you have to be somewhere at a specific time, and that's not the M.O. of a drug. Not the way people are working from home these days. Okay, all right. You can, like, hear I'm me out here. In. I think I think this guy can still fuel his virulent drug habit, which Casey is assuming assuming he has, and and not steal from people, or steal go for from them it legally. <laughs> Become a politician. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know about any of these scenarios, but Buckingham <laughs> I think Township we fixed it all, Kathy. Police detective Tim Johnson said officers took the suspect into custody Friday after discovering he used a stolen credit card from New Jersey. Johnson is charged with burglary, receiving stolen property, and other related crimes. I'm sorry, but they're <laughs> we're watching video, and he's literally employing the Fred Flintstone tiptoe across. Yeah, the well, so over. so I reported <laughs> on a few of these these break-ins when they happened, yeah. and um, I think I'm pretty sure, Steve, that you commented on the way he was like yeah. tiptoe. Going to the car. Yeah. The only thing missing is yeah. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Is the black mask with the eyes. The whole damn thing. Very nice. What an idiot. Uh, so listen, the arrest of Johnson was made possible with the cooperation of many law enforcement agencies, uh, including, but they're saying not limited to. So there were even more: the Pennsylvania Attorney mm. General's Office, the Bucks County District Attorney's Office, Robbinsville Police Department, Newtown Township Police Department, Central Bucks Regional Police Department, Yardley Borough Police Department, Lower Makefield Township Police Department, <laughs> and Bedminster Township Police Department. Wow. A preliminary hearing is not yet scheduled. By the way, my favorite times when Fred Flintstone would uh, <laughs> walk on his tippy toes is when he was bowling. Oh, of bowling. course. Well, that yeah. was his whole thing. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was his Way up on his toes. Special maneuver. And, <laughs> and then he would get a strike on like five different lanes. You know. Well, the ball would actually break into multiple mm-hmm. different little balls. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers, who have lost two games in regulation for the first time in over a year, are back on the ice tonight with a game at home against the Buffalo Sabres. The Flyers are in fifth place in the Eastern Division with 12 12 wins and 27 points, while the Sabres are in last with only six wins on the season. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Dallas Cowboys and quarterback Dak Prescott agreed to a four-year, $160 million contract, including $126 million guaranteed. The deal could be worth up to $164 million and six years. Prescott's signing bonus is $66 million, the highest in NFL history with a record of $75 million due in year one. The first three years of the deal averaged $42 million per year. Good for him. And in sad news, baseball's Real Cormier died at the age of 53. The left-hander spent 16 seasons in the majors and pitched in the Olympics before and after his time in the big leagues. The Phillies said that Cormier died of cancer at his home in New Brunswick, Canada. He was the winning pitcher in the final game that the Phillies won at Veterans Stadium in 2003 and then was the winner in the first game the Phillies won after moving into Citizens Bank Park in 2004. Cormier pitched 683 games in the bigs and is a member 
member of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We are happy to welcome you into a beautiful Tuesday morning. We're going to have warm temperatures, as I said, at the top of the break. 63, it is going to feel like a complete reversal. Because yesterday was still pretty chilly, it man. It sure was, yeah. And so we're going to, and, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. It's a bit of a, uh, a we're going to have some whiplash from this because tomorrow is going to be up to 70. Friday, pretty much in that same zone, 68 degrees. And then we jump right back down into the 40s being our high uh, through the weekend. You'd be remiss if you didn't plan to go outside at least a little bit in oh, the next yeah. couple of days, right, and do something. I would imagine, you know, parks and anywhere. Where Break into cars. Get outside. No, yeah, that dude. That. This was going to be his week. It's going to be his weekend. Yeah. Yeah. He even bought, he's even so bought a Bermuda shirt. It's actually, yeah. you know, about everybody's going to be outside. You got to wait for the bad weather to break into cars, right? I don't know. I, I'm not a criminal. You, you made a whole bunch of bad calls earlier. <laughs> hey, this is where I get sick when the weather starts uh, going when up and down really? on yeah, a roller coaster. Yeah. And, really? Yeah. Like okay. whenever I travel to, if I uh, travel to a warmer location and then come back here when it's cold, always like. I will get it's some so disappointing. sort of sickness, you know, like allergy related or, or yeah, like, you like know, a cold or yeah, something like that. Yeah, a head cold mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, okay. So. You don't so want to get started. sick during a pandemic. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I did, man. I got sick yeah, as hell. Right the at pandemic. the beginning. At the very beginning. Right at the beginning. And you actually got whomped. And you had your flu shot. And you yes. got the very flu you got the flu shot for. It was 2020, man. Did you keep the Mother receipt on that flu shot? I should have. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what do we have going on today? We have one guest, and that is uh, Michael Carbonaro, who is uh, great. He is, does a show called The uh, Carbonaro Effect, and uh, he's doing a special that's coming up, and it's called uh, Live from Space. So we'll get the details from him. He's a he's a uh, musician, I, I mean a magician, comedian, and he does this uh, hidden camera show, and uh, he's a lot of fun. It's a good program. We also have uh, Chance We Would on Preston and Steve Tattoo. Hmm. So if you would like to win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and piercing on south street text the word tattoo to three nine three 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 and you just might win it that's all you need to do and we will grab a winner by the end of the show you want a 350 dollars gift certificate if you want to check out their work at floating world tattoos on instagram or go to floating and you can get all of it there all right let's take a break come back in a second and we'll uh give some stuff away i have a stupid question prepared and ready for you as well as some entertainment stories stay put we'll be right back Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, just to point this out, here's a, a guy who texts in and he's a trucker. He says, I, I dread the first few warm days of the year. Bikers and joggers out in full force. So if you're yeah. driving you, for a living, oh, he's drive. a trucker. Oh, so got it, got it, got it. yeah, it's a, just a, it, and I'm sure oh, yeah. that it's an explosion of people all of a sudden. Sure. Get used to that. And this is a respite. Obviously, it'll get colder again by the yeah. weekend, but it, that'll be even more condensed because people are going to rush right out to take advantage of it. Oh, I already have it written in my schedule to go outside to run. (laughs) Nice. All right, stupid question this morning. The prize is a digital download of the comedic action thriller Pixie. And the question that I have for you is this morning, the first new 
Oreo flavor to be added to the cookies lineup was what flavor? Two one five two six three WMMR. Outside of the regular, you know, black and white. What was the new flavor that came along? What would you say Oreo's flavor is Vanilla. anyway? I go by the cream. Oh, oh. so it's this would be my guess. No, okay. I no, because I always considered the, that the a flavor. Chocolate, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, like I think Oreo is like a separate flavor, right? As its own flavor, yeah. Or so. its own flavor. Well, there you go. All right, so the first oh. new Oreo flavor to be added to the cookies lineup was what flavor? Two one five two six three WMMR. Today is Tuesday, March 9th. A bunch of birthdays to go through. We're waiting for that call. Uh, we'll start with the great actor Oscar Isaac. Yep, he is in uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Had him in our studio. Yeah. Right before yeah. that was going to happen, I remember, and you tried desperately to get his phone number, <laughs> yeah. but wasn't his, working. His handler uh, blocked you. Well, he is, he's very talented and can do all sorts of stuff uh, in Ex Machina. He's really good, like a Steve Jobs kind yep. of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his when we had him in, his star was definitely on the rise. Yes. He was, uh, the, it was uh, Inside Lewin Davis was that movie. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, man, Ex Machina. Did you see that yet? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, strange, interesting movie, yeah. Uh, he is 42 today. Uh, actress Brittany Snow, uh, who was in American Dreams. She was in Hairspray, Pitch Perfect. Yep. She, she was one of the first celebrities we could convince to come out to Y100 and Media. Mm-hmm. She was on a press tour. It must have been for something. De- oh, it was the show she was American on. American Dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was in Kanchi. Because I was yes. there. Was yeah, 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 yeah. It was, and I was like, ooh, she, this girl, Preston and Steve get pretty girls to She's come in the studio. Yeah, yeah well, she was nice. We were only able to get Major Healy over yeah, it. Bill, <laughs> Bill Daly, Major Healy from I Dream of Jeannie and her. Uh, she is 35 today. Uh, Juliette Binoche. Yes. French actress. Uh, Chocolat. Jesus Christ. English I, I, patient. I, I actually tremble when I hear the name Chocolat. I never saw it. Well, you know, it was the movie oh, that they the... offered both directions when we were traveling out to Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. And that's on where the... I saw it on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Bizarrely think... enough, they, they they we were on our way back. Chocolat played <laughs> on the way out there. Okay. And on the way back. So what they do on, yeah. on these airlines what is they, yeah. uh, if whatever direction you're heading in, they will they will <laughs> like for, from if you're headed east to west, they'll play one movie. If you're headed west to east, they'll play a different one. So you don't. Encounter the same movie if yep. you happen to be traveling at a different <laughs> like, time. Awesome! And so the <laughs> captain comes on. I kid you not, it wasn't the captain. It was the uh, flight attendant who said. So we were talking to a bunch of people, and most people uh, didn't see this movie. So we're going to play this, and said they made an announcement that they were going to play it, and it turns out we had already seen. And they didn't talk I to didn't us. Watch it. Oh, yeah, man. I had no interest in seeing. No. It. But, you know, now that I saw the movie uh, I Love You, Man, and he talks about yes. it a few times, and it's such a lovely film, <laughs> I'd like to see it. Uh, she's 57 today. Linda Fiorentino, the actress, uh, Vision Quest is where yep. I first saw her. Men in Black. Yep. And also Dogma. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be difficult to work with, from what I understand. That's the word. That's why she's not working much. She's 61. Uh, Charles Gibson, the now-retired journalist and TV anchor. He is uh, 78 years old. He was scandal-free, right? He, he left scandal-free for the most part. At this point, it's hard for me to keep track keep of track? who is scandal-free and who is scandalous. I know but Charlie I Rose. I think you're right, Steve. Charlie Rose was the most amazing when that came along. Yeah, the, the, yeah, okay. Yeah. How about Cato Kalen? It's his birthday. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cato. The Kato. ultimate house guest, Cato Kalen. Yeah, he's 62. Today. He was actually in his his room in OJ's house. Was that alleyway where, as rumor has it, OJ ran past and yeah. smacked into the air conditioner outside his window? Wow. Uh, Emmanuel Lewis Webster. 
Uh, a big birthday for uh, Webster today. He is uh, 50 years old. Wow. What's his story? What's going on with him these days? I don't know, man. Uh, he has, he's always obviously the reason why he's so tiny. He's had a medical condition for all his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, he turns 50, and that's all I know about him, Steve. <laughs> he was originally, the, like, the, he was um, TV commercials. What was the TV commercial where he first Oh, King, I don't know. Was it, was it a Burger King commercial? I'm that? not really sure. I mean, the thing that about him is obviously he he was way he was older than he looked. He and Gary Coleman, but he was you know even more so. But as a result, he was such a good actor, yeah. and he always played way younger. And he was just this cute little kid. And he was he the has... first actor they cast Casey to play Blade, but then they went with <laughs> Lloyd Snipes. Okay. He was a child spokesperson, uh, Steve, for the Whopper. Okay. There we go. He was a four-time consecutive winner of the People's Choice Award. He two-time winner of the Clio Awards. For, isn't that for commercials? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I won a Clio. Yeah, so he's done. He's done, and he won. Um, he was in Lil John and the East Side Boys. I don't give an F video. <laughs> Were you a big fan of the show there, Nick? Because you and I loved I was, it. Yeah, me yeah, too, and, me too. And Ma'am and, and George. Uh, George, yeah. And he had a, a, a dumbwaiter that he can go up and down, which... Well, go get your food. <laughs> no, not that kind of dumbwaiter. No. Well, that was the second house, because the, the apartment burned down. They lived in an apartment. Gotcha. Yeah, that and the uh, the train and silver spoons were uh, fantasies when you were a kid. Yep. Manuel Lewis is 50 today. Uh, it's Bow Wow's birthday. Bow Wow's wow. real name is Shad Moss. Got rid of the, rid of the Lil, I yeah. think just before Lil became popular again. Wow, Shad. He was named after a fish. I know. And moss. I like this fish. grows on moist things. <laughs> Let's have a kid yeah, name weird. it after this. Shad Moss. Uh, so he's on CSI Cyber. Uh, he is uh, 34 today. Uh, John Cale is one of the members of the Velvet Underground and celebrates his birthday today. He is uh, 79 years old. So I, I understand the importance of the Velvet Underground. I would never say I w- was a fan of the Velvet they Underground. They don't do much yeah. for me. I, 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 you know, to be honest, for the first time in, in forever, I, I actually took them out for a spin. I was, I had a couple hours to drive and I'm like, you know what? Heard about this band. I know a couple of songs. I know they're super duper influential. Let me listen to them. Checked them out. And while it didn't, I, I didn't hate it. No. I didn't love it. But yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, but. I've done it this. It didn't now. really speak to me. I've done I've this. I've done now. this. Thank now. You. I'm yeah. moving on. Yeah. I've uh, heard somebody say that all the best musicians love the Velvet Underground. So yeah, you know that gives them the cred. Fish did this album in concert, and that is what I love. Like I prefer the Fish version live than I do. But I mean, this isn't bad either. So John Cale, 79 today. And then the last birthday is actor Matthew Gray Gubler. My uh, daughter loves him. Okay, he plays Spencer Reed on Criminal Minds. Yeah. Um, and you know what? He was at, uh, I did an appearance at Penhurst, uh, the haunted house, and somebody had said that uh, the week before he was there. Matthew Gray Gubler <laughs> was yeah, there? Yeah, he was there. And they wow. saw him and somebody recognized him and came over and asked him if it was him. And he said yes. And I think he knew, was dating somebody in the area or something. Mr. Gubbler, could I get a picture, please? Yeah. <laughs> My mother's really, a huge Gubbler fan. Said it was really nice. She's a Gubby. Um, so <laughs> happy birthday! Uh, are, are the fo- do the phones work? What's going on here? Uh, I just us. glanced over at the phones for the first time since I had asked a stupid well, question. Let me not, this. not a single mm. caller. It's it can't be. No, it, people it's, call. I'll ask insanely difficult questions, or it, some people always call. So I don't know what the story is. All right, you, Marissa's. You're not getting any calls. Wow. No, 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 that's an easily researchable question. Yeah. And that's really what this is all about is how good are you at using Google? Pretty much. Yeah. Are we 215 or 610? 
It's a one eight hundred two three two one hundred point three. No, what is it? Two one five. Now you don't do that. Two one five two six three WMMR. That's it. You're gonna throw me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm surprised you remember that phone number. One eight hundred two three two one hundred point three. I totally I remember. Called that. it a lot. Sometimes it will. How many times have you lapsed into DRE's number? I don't remember DRE's okay, number. Okay, all right, all right, all right. No, the phone you. lines are not working. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm getting a busy signal. Oh. Wow, that's weird. Well, because right. they're all jammed up with answers. All right, let me try it too. K I three nine three nine three. I'm sorry. What was that? K I three nine three. Do you remember that they used to use letters before the? Uh, in- or oh, I'm sorry, instead of numbers. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So did, that was code for anybody but you. So you people out there. I don't know there, what you're talking about. You what don't language are you even speaking? You don't have to. It's okay. It's just a radio show that we're trying to communicate with each other, and I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> KI3? It's okay, Is that spelled 215? No. I understand you. It's not. I'm your friend. I wasn't talking to you. Sometimes he just it's not even says seven that I'm going to go on in his head. It's not even seven. We have oh, several God. hours of this. Oh, man, I actually we, Let's hire a private law firm. Or... I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't talking to any of you. I know. None of you. That became clear quickly. <laughs> because there was no linear connection to what we were saying. There was one listener who's like, oh, Casey, I know what you're talking about. No, there are at least two. <laughs> There's right. some guy sitting with a mailer full of DVDs who goes, say, I knew he was talking to me. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Now that was for us. Oh my god. Okay, so I'll just, you know, <laughs> screw the question. Right let me on. let me get into some stories here. Uh the world is divided after Oprah's bombshell interview with uh Megan and Harry on Sunday night. On Monday morning, the media maven appeared on CBS this morning to clear up a few storylines though. Oprah confirmed that neither Queen Elizabeth nor Prince Philip raised any concerns over Meghan and Harry's son Archie's potential skin color, which she had mentioned in the interview while Meghan was pregnant. Uh, she said uh, Harry wouldn't name names, but essentially cleared his grandparents. So it, it was not them, and that's, he, that's the only thing he's being clear about. Yes. Okay. Uh, she said, he did not tell me who were part of those conversations. As you can see, I tried to get that answer on camera and off. Uh, she also revealed that amid a series of stunning revelations, including their secret wedding ahead of their televised ceremony and Megan's suicidal ideations, uh, the revelation had shocked her. Uh, that revelation about the, the skin color thing had shocked her most. Well, while he didn't specify, he did say it rhymed with Drince Drandrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it is, I think, uh, very, very um, irresponsible to go on television like that. That is, It was the biggest thing that was happening that night. To air that and then just kind of go, well, figure it out for yourself. It, that, and that's what a lot of people are saying, that you kind of floated out there. That's why I think they did a quick patch on that mm-hmm. as quickly as they could. And it's uh, to clear the queen and... Uh, because, yeah, when you, don't name, when you don't name a name, well, then it's everybody. You should present a huge list of the people that it's not, and then they can be... <laughs> right. no, right. Who's not on the list? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is, but I'll show you who it isn't. Uh, I don't have a problem with what they did. So Yeah, no, I know. And listen, I really don't care and I don't want to care, but, you know, like, and there's all this. Point. You don't float it out there and then start the, the chatter and say, because you are Im- implicating them without implicating them. Or you're implicating everybody. Yes. All right. Okay. Agree to disagree. Uh, she said, I was surprised that they, meaning uh, Markle and Harry, uh, weren't telling me about it. Uh, yes, they want privacy, but they understand that they are public figures 
and the privacy is not to be intruded upon. There is a difference between privacy and intrusion and being able to have boundaries. Oprah had explained about why the couple came forward. Uh, meanwhile, sleuths online are busily listing who they believe could have made the remarks about Archie's skin colors. Uh, the top suspects are his father, Prince Charles, and brother, Prince William, both of whom who have at least somewhat estranged from. Uh, now, Steve, you sent me over some clips about uh, Megan talking about her sister writing a tell-all book. So, you know, her sister, Samantha, has been working on this book for a while. And so, there, uh, Megan, there, there's points of contention. So, Megan says, this is supposedly a tell-all. And Megan Markle, this audio was just released, uh, is saying, I don't really even know her. She doesn't know me. We haven't been around each other. And Samantha contests that point, two points that are made. So you can play them in the order if you want. All right, here we go. I think it would be very hard to tell all when you don't know me. I don't feel comfortable talking about people that I really don't know. But um, I grew up as an only child. I mean, the last time I saw her must have been at least 18, 19 years ago. And before that, 10 years before that. Well, she changed her last name back to Markle only when I started dating Harry. Hmm. So I think that says enough. And so Samantha contests that. All right, here we go. We oh, called oh, my wait. dad and I asked. Hang on. Uh, I got to go to that one. Okay, here we go. I was a Markle before she was. I thought that was kind of weird that she would say, I only changed my name back when she met Harry. Markle's always been my name. Okay. And then there's well, the, so did to, she change her last name? Well, there was one before that. To the point, yeah, of, of how long that they've been in each other's spheres. What this one is, says uh, Markle's sister, Samantha, refutes Megan's claims? Yes. Okay. We called my dad and I asked him. And he said, no, no. absolutely not. He said, no, absolutely not. He hadn't been talking to them? Yeah. yeah. So he basically lied to you. Okay, mm-hmm. that, then they had the wrong, I, I, I might have sent the, the wrong clip. There's one where she says, basically, Samantha says, I have a photograph of, of, of myself with Megan in 2008. Okay. And that they had been in communication a fair mm. amount. So it is a he said, she said. Guess so. It's all, all right. about the he said, she said. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, so let's move on to something else. Kaylee Cuoco won the Best Loser Award for her social media post after her Critics' Choice Awards defeat. The 35-year-old flight attendant star uh, was up for Best Actress in a comedy series but lost to Catherine O'Hara. Uh, in her post, Cuoco is seen surrounded by her glam squad who is swabbing makeup off her face, ripping off her shirt, and yanking her hair. She said, apparently losers don't get to keep anything. Uh, she had also lost to O'Hare, O'Hara in uh, at the Golden Globes. I think uh, she was so month. blown away by simply being nominated. And oh, I know yeah. that they usually say that, and it usually is not true. Yeah. But in this case, it probably was true. Probably. Uh, after watching the new Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney, um, Kim Kardashian felt uh, media PTSD. She hit up Instagram stories over the weekend to say she felt a lot of empathy for Britney because of the media coverage and her when uh, pregnant with her eldest child, Northwest. Um, and she said the way the media played a big role in Britney's life, the way it did, it did can be very traumatizing and it can really break even the strongest person. Uh, the mother of four continued saying, looking back at my own experiences, I remember a time when I felt this way when I was pregnant with North. I was suffering from a pre-clampsia. Clampsia. Clampsia. Yeah, one of the clampets relatives. Okay. <laughs> uh, which made me swell uncontrollable. She said I gained 60 pounds, delivered almost six weeks early, and I cried every single day 
over what was happening to my body, mainly from the pressures of being constantly compared to what society considers a healthy pregnant person should look like, as well as being compared to Shamu, uh, the whale by the media. I thought Shamu was the hottest of the killer whales. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, she said, looking at the photos of myself online and in magazines made me so insecure, and I had this fear of wondering if I would ever get my pre-baby body back. Can you name Shamu's most closest and famous relative? Mamu? Bingo. Is it? Yep. Namu. Uh, I was uh, shamed on a weekly basis with cover stories that made my insecurity so painful that I couldn't leave the house for months after it really broke me, she said. I don't think she could find her way out of that house. Uh, She said, you just never fully know what someone is going through behind the scenes, and I've learned through my own experiences that it's always better to lead with kindness. Not to state the obvious, but um, all of those things are, are true, and I feel bad for her for all of those things. However, her entire image is based on being in the public eye at all times. And it's just like, you, you you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, too, when you're Kim Kardashian. Like you're putting yourself out there on a daily basis. And, and then in this picture, back... she's appeared to have eaten a lot of cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> when it comes back to bite you in the ass, you know, you're, you're biting the hand that feeds you at that point, you know? Well, right. that, yes. And that's that runs across so much of this, whether you're talking about the Meghan and Harry thing yeah. and all that stuff about, you know, it can be applied in some ways when you want to use it, you use it, and then it's there. You create a beast that's around you when you don't want to use it, right. and you get covered that way as well. I mean, when you have, as we talked about yesterday, Preston, with influencers who are constantly posting pictures and constantly putting stuff up, and like, oh my God, why did you post that picture? It's like, well, what are you doing all day? <laughs> right. So, uh, Marissa, just hand this to me. Uh, we have a chance for you to text in. Oh, uh, the answer for the stupid question. Nice. Uh, and here's what you do. You text Oreo, a space, and then your answer. Okay. Nice. Uh, and the question was, uh, w- the first new Oreo flavor to be added to the cookies lineup was what flavor? All right. All right. So text the word Oreo, a space, and then your answer. And one correct answer will be randomly selected. This is very cool. That way. Yeah. Preston, later on, we're going to have our first, I think in the history of our show, our first text interview with Michael Carbonara. Excellent. Oh. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. That'll be at 9 oh, o'clock. Man. All right, Van Bargera <laughs> was briefly hospitalized over the weekend. It was to treat a staph infection. Oh, boy. The 41-year-old took to Instagram to share his ailment with fans, which he said effing hurts, oh and to thank a friend for taking him to the emergency room in a post early Monday morning. By Bam's- the way, this is Bam Margera saying it effing hurts. When Bam Margera says it effing hurts, mm-hmm. it effing hurts. Uh, Bam's infection comes uh, after he was kicked out of Jackass 4 last month following weeks of troubling behavior, including drunkenly ranting on social media and revealing that he was manic bipolar. I uh, shared a photo from his hospital bed showing an infected leg. Um, angry-looking red welts were seen around a new tattoo on Bam's leg. Um, he had said, the only person I can blame for my staff infection. Uh, and then he wrote, uh, thank you, Danny Way, for uh, taking me. Uh, I deserve it, and it effing hurts very bad. I think he got, so what he got it appears to be something written in Farsi down his leg. Okay. And it's a long one, and the uh, so getting into a hot tub was not a good idea. Well, yeah, so the he checked into the hospital of the weekend after experiencing pain near the place where he recently got inked, and insiders added that it most likely came from a dip he took in a hot tub. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. When um, you, ha- you ha- so you have the hot tub at home, are you running chlorine in it? Is it a yeah, salt just, water? We put chlorine, yeah, chlorine yeah. in it, yep. By the way, look at where the tattoo is. Like, that must have been so painful yeah, to Yeah, it's on, on the bone. It's right, on the, right bone. on the front shin running down from, like, knee to ankle. Uh, that's a that's a sensitive spot. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So uh, insiders add that the infection most likely came from the dip in the hot tub. Luckily for Ben, things weren't too bad. He's already home and expected to make a full recovery. So hopefully he'll be all right. Going back to the royal family for a moment, Kate Middleton made an appearance celebrating International Women's Day just a day after uh, Oprah's interview. Uh, speaking to Jasmine Harrison, who became the youngest woman to complete a solo row across the Atlantic Ocean at 21. We were talking about her the other yes. day. Uh, she said, that's why I wanted to talk to you. I think you're such an inspiration to young women out there. You're so right. Unless these things get spoken about and get showcased, you never get to realize the opportunities that are around the corner. I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> uh, Ina Garten and Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Ina Garten is from uh, Food Network, uh, the Barefoot Contessa, by the way, are whipping up a recipe for delicious success. The pair are collaborating on Discovery Plus's Cocktails and Tall Tales. Uh, McCarthy told EET, I couldn't have imagined how it would feel to cross cocktails with Ina Garten off my bucket list. But let me tell you. You have fun. Second only to the day <laughs> my babies were born. It was pretty much the best day of my life. Melissa McCarthy, you lost a lot of weight. She said, Ina and Jeffrey were so wonderfully easy to talk to, and we enjoyed every minute of our time together. I'm already planning our group vacation to Paris. Uh, Cocktails of Tall Tales. You know that I piss Mercury. Wow. I didn't. Wow. That's cool. Is it? It is. Yeah. Okay. All right. He pisses Mercury. How is that not cool? You know what's cool about it, Casey? What's that? If you have a temperature, I can put my unit in your mouth, and we can see if you're running a little hot. Uh, Tall Tales with Ina Garten and Melissa McCarthy premieres. Oh, your butt. uh, (laughs) Armpit, all of it. Anything. Or your butt. (laughs) Friday, March 26th. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's when that show I was talking about is going to come on. Mm -hmm. That's coming. Uh, let's see. Lupita Nyong'o cried the first time that she saw Super Sima, an animated series about a Kenyan girl with superpowers. Uh, Nyong'o was a member of the voice cast on the show, which is about on YouTube. Show Variety. I'm grateful that these women are helping to eradicate the scarcity of black female protagonists in television, and I'm honored to work alongside them, adding that this is an entrepreneurial, thriving, super creative content uh, continent. And uh, the content that is coming out of it is telling a very different story uh, that the story of Africa uh, we've heard than the story of Africa that we've heard in the past. So the content of the continent is contextually uh, contrite. Contrite, yes, exactly. So that's on YouTube. So Uh, Let's see. Hulu has picked up the U.S. rights to the New Zealand transgender series called uh, Rurangi, I'm not sure, uh, from The Yellow Affair. Uh, Max Curry directs the series, which has also been cut as a movie. Uh, Ramangi follows the story of a transgender activist, Kaz Davis, who turns returns to remotely, a remote community after a decade of estrangement uh, from his father. So Hulu is going to run that. <laughs> hey, The Queen's Gambit is apparently being adapted as a musical for the theater stage as the company Level Forward has acquired the rights to Walter Tevez's book. Uh, the acclaimed Netflix miniseries about the story of fictional chess prodigy Beth Harmon uh, has become wildly popular, of course. Uh, but with no writer or director attached yet, Level Forward's plans don't appear to have uh, the involvement of the Queen's Gambit showrunner Scott Frank and Alan Scott or star 
uh, Anya Taylor-Joy at this point. They tried making that a movie several times, and uh, it got started and stopped and started and stopped, and uh, like it got greenlit, too, and then... Um, they, they just did it right because uh, the way that it became a limited series with her and on Netflix, it was the, really the best way to, to frame it in, yeah. in a cinematic fashion. Uh, but I, I guess there's probably um, more that they can call from it and make more, you know, make a musical out of it. They say know? tonally it's much more, the original source material is much more like CSI New Orleans. Oh, <laughs> <is it>? okay. <laughs> uh, the series won two Critics' Choice Awards oh. on Sunday for Best Limited Series and Best Actress for Anya Taylor-Joy, and it also received two Golden Globes last month. After four weeks, The Queen's Gambit scored over 62 million viewers in the first month and was the streamer's most watched scripted miniseries. Did you see the stats on the... Uh, well, and they're drawing a correlation, which seems to be obvious to me. Sales of chessboards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that happened uh, pretty much immediately. So uh, good for them. That would be cool. Monty Python legend uh, John Cleese has joined Rob Schneider to immortalize an unusual chapter of Australia's wartime history. Uh, the script uh, for the film The Great Emu War has been completed after a collaboration by Cleese, Schneider, and Australian comedian Monty Franklin. Uh, the film, reportedly slated for release in 2022, tells the story of Australian authorities' failed attempts to eradicate the emu population in the country's west in the 1930s. According to historians, about 20,000 emus were wreaking havoc on uh, pastoralists in the Wheat Belt region. So it was like a big emu culling? Yeah, hundreds of military personnel were sent out with World War I-era Lewis machine guns firing almost 10,000 rounds. But their efforts uh, were successful in killing just 986 of the flightless native bird. Um, Cleese said, we just finished the script, and it really happened. He said they tried to kill them, and they couldn't even do it. It's a very funny idea, so that's why I'm here. Uh, in January, Schneider had announced the uh, project. So kind of a funny little thing in history. Emu and- are uh, cantankerous. They're, they're, Casey, you were out in a, at, um, at Linville. They Villa. were fine. They ate uh, carrots out of my uh, crack. <laughs> they they were pretty gentle. I okay, thought, I've yeah. heard. Yeah, they were actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, but I've heard stories that they can be. Um, is it them or is nasty. it ostrich? Both, uh, I ostrich think it's can be as well, yeah. Any big bird that can rip your throat out. Hey, Tom and Jerry or Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, thanks to uh, an HBO Max glitch on Monday, some viewers who tried to watch Tom and Jerry scored an early look at the upcoming superhero blockbuster instead. I was thinking of putting it on, too. Uh, What? Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry. You wouldn't have been able to see it all, though. The the flick is scheduled to be released in uh, 10 days. Somebody's uh, So a guy named Doug Bass tweeted, somebody's getting fired. Tom and Jerry, this is not. And then he hashtagged it, Snyder Cut. Uh, he was the first to notice the issue. According to The Hollywood Reporter and others who reported the issue, uh, hitting play on Tom and Jerry, the new live-action uh, live CGI movie, caused an error message to appear, and then Justice League started playing. Uh, yet when the film was paused, it said Tom and Jerry was playing. Uh, Bass managed to get through an hour before the film was cut off, so there was some kind of... Uh, issue. I cannot um, wait for that that premiere. <laughs> I'm going to do the full four four hours in one shot, and then go right into Tom and Jerry because I think they're actually very much related. It's like a sequel. Yeah. Uh, the good news for Justice League fans is that uh, Bass said the first hour was good. He said they figured it out uh, and they cut the feed. But I can say that the first hour or so of the Snyder Cut is the best DC film I've ever seen. You know what? This might give Zach uh, Snyder the opportunity to add 
Tom or Jerry to the uh, sure. cut. Yeah. Uh, Justice League is set to hit uh, HBO Max on March 18th. And then uh, one last story. Steve sent this over to me. Concrete Cowboy, the movie that Idris Elba filmed in Philadelphia back in 2019, will premiere on Netflix on April 2nd, the streaming service announced yesterday. And do you remember as this was going on, he was shooting extensively around the area. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember that. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get any stories of him being here or there or encountering fans or anything like that, but I do remember him being here. Uh, Netflix acquired the rights in October following its premiere at the Toronto Film Festival, where it received largely favorable reviews. Among the producers is uh, West Philadelphia's Lee Daniels. Uh, Elba stars as the estranged father of a troubled teenager, uh, who is Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things, by the way, uh, to whom he introduces the life of an urban cowboy. Uh, The description reads... um, uh, it reads, torn between his growing respect for his father's community and his reemerging friendship with troubled cousin Smush, Cole begins to reprioritize his life as the stables themselves are threatened by encroaching gentrification. It's It sounds really compelling. It ends with this big mechanical bull contest at Gillies. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> I think it's been done before, but that's Has okay. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, you know what? Before we do the clips, apparently we have a caller we can go to that can oh answer my God. the stupid Whoa. question. So uh, Marissa got this uh, random texter on the line. It's Terry. Hey, Terry, how you doing? Good morning, It. Good morning, <laughs> It, Terry. All right, the first new Oreo flavor to be added to the cookies lineup was what flavor? That would be lemon cream. You're correct. <laughs> Hang on, Terry. If you're just tuning in... Our phones, you're not able to call in, so that's why we're so late with the stupid question. Uh, digital download of the comedic action thriller Pixie, starring Olivia Cook, Colm Meany, and Alec Baldwin. Pixie Hardy is on the pathway to avenge her mother's death and attempts a heist that will allow her to leave her small-town life behind. Uh, own it now on digital and on demand. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. All right, now we can do the clips. Yay. Jump right to the clips. I don't think we've ever done that before. What a great day. The seventh season of The Flash follows Barry Allen trying to find a way to locate his missing wife. And here star Candace Patton discusses being a woman of color cast in a series based on comics. Here we go. I knew it was such an iconic casting and that it would and could potentially open the doors for so many other leading females who are not blonde hair and blue eyed. So I don't know. Yeah, it's changed me forever. She is one of the most beautiful women I've She's ever gorgeous. seen. She's um, gorgeous. Uh, a new episode of The Flash Season 7 airs tonight on The CW at 8 p.m., by the way. I enjoyed the series for the first couple of years. I really did. And then after a while, um, you know, and it's it's well done. It's just at a certain point when you spend so much time in the multiverse yeah. that nothing has any impact because it's, you just hop over to the next Earth. And it's seven seasons or eight seasons yeah, at this point? Yeah. That's yep, yeah. too much, right? Seventh season. All right, next clip. A down-on-his-luck struggling writer meets an enigmatic woman who enters his life at the right time in the new movie Long Weekend. In this clip, star Zoe Chow talks about what she likes about her character. Here we go. She really, like, moves through the world leaning forward, you know, isn't super tentative, kind of has a sense of who she is and is just governed by curiosity. And in many ways, I wish... Me, Zoe, in real life, 
gave myself permission to be more like that. Anyway. Long weekend will be in theaters this Friday, by the way. And there you go. Our report for this Tuesday morning. And uh, that's it. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We have great weather. Warmer weather today. We have a tattoo to give away. So text word tattoo to 39333 because you just might win before the show is up from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. A Preston and Steve show themed tattoo. Uh, we'll come back, guests, stuff like that. I'll tell you about that when we return. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. Uh, Real quick, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to mention this chart out, and this is courtesy of our friends at U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. Uh, This comes from Dave Favre, who says, I've been listening to what seems like Countless years, uh, I split my time between South Carolina and New Jersey because of work. And I got my girlfriend, Nikki, of 10 years, hooked on your show. She loves listening online at work. We both listen to the show via podcast when we're in the car together instead of music. And she's a barber in Bluffton, South Carolina, who works six days a week. Uh, She has been the best thing to come into my life despite any difficulties we have encountered along the way. Uh, Her birthday is coming up on the 13th. It would be amazing if you could wish her a happy birthday sometime this week on the air. Uh, she gets into work around 8 a.m. Love the show. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks, and that is from Dave Favre. So here's a start uh, for you, Nikki, and happy birthday. And like I said, it's courtesy of U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at usdigestivehealth.com. And speaking of digesting... There's some food stories that can be passed along this morning if you guys want to dive into the world of grub. And I can it's actually... time for the connoisseur. Uh, that was my fault. I, I didn't know. I, 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 I won't ever do it again. <laughs> oh, please do it. That was this my fault. This is the last performance of the connoisseur announcer. No. <laughs> All right, listen. I got... Uh, I, I don't know how they're or why they're doing this, but you can get 10 free... Wendy's, uh, you can get a Wendy's 10-piece chicken nugget for free. Really? Today. Just Actually, today? through March 14th. With a gun. Oh. Not with a gun. Excuse <laughs> <Give> me. <laughs> Just well, take your... Let's hear you out. That might be true. You might even include some of the stuff in the register. Uh, no, so all you have to do is make any purchase via the app, and you get uh, a 10-piece chicken nugget for free. Oh. So they're what? encouraging people to use the app right. to purchase. Okay, I got you. Right. Wendy's has, by my reckoning been flourishing I, I, of all of the lines that i see when i go past and this may start to tamp down mm. obviously as vaccinations are getting out and people are and, and restaurants in general are opening up right but i don't know about you guys but when i pass by fast food places the line for wendy's is always extraordinarily long i don't have one nearby me so i, I don't two okay yeah so I'll, i will take your word yeah. for it um they've definitely uh there's some have really picked up in business because of uh uh, the pandemic and all that, uh, but yeah, mm. they're they're cranking it out with some free chicken nuggets. I prefer the Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets. I don't know if that's uh, available as well. But did you guys know that um, McDonald's now has a spicy nugget? I saw the commercial for that. Yeah, I yeah, them. I tried. Them. What'd you think? You're damn good. Okay, right they're, now, they're, let they're, me ask you a question right okay. now. Yeah. All right, and this is uh, I don't mean to go off on a, what could be a uh, <laughs> is there a god or not <laughs> type of discussion. Your favorite fast food place. Because you actually take fast food 
and and I, you're, you've you've lost a lot of weight. You're, you're eating. It is cuisine you, to me. Steve. Okay, so so what is your favorite fast food place? Hashtag fast food expert. Yeah. Hashtag. Thank you. <laughs> um, God, Steve. You know I what? think I, I, I would, I I would know, look man. at you, your opinion, as a a well researched opinion. I mean, this that's a that's a really really tough question, Taco Bell. I think okay, um, Taco Bell. No, it really sort of depends on Taco Bell what I'm in the mood for. But Taco Bell is probably All right. the one. But like you know. Chicken to, to, to rule them all. Yeah, uh, you know, like I have really fallen in love with the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Now the the spicy chicken sandwich. I think Popeyes chicken is phenomenal. However, what I found is if you get and I sorry, kind of no, no, no. I'm enjoying when, this. when you get a Popeyes, and I don't know if this is true of other. When they have the uh, the compendium of multiple restaurants in one location, mm-hmm. if you go to a Popeyes that's one of those situations, it's going to not be as good. If you go to a standalone Popeyes, yes. their chicken is excellent. I believe that. Yeah. yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah, And my Popeyes, by me, does not have a drive-thru, which can be trouble. And not only that... Especially but, because you drive through anyway. I drive through it. No, no. But the other thing is the entire parking lot. Yeah. Okay, so there's probably about... 80% of the parking lot is under construction, which makes it very, very difficult to navigate. Yeah. So it concerns me for a couple of different reasons. A, for me, selfishly, just trying to get in and out of there. But B, I hope that's not affecting their business so that they shut down. Do you know what I mean? Like, <gasps> right? Sorry. No. Did, did that happen to you? <laughs> you really hit Kathy where no, it lives. It, was, it did because oh God. I forgot I wanted to bring this up to you guys. And okay. so we're talking about food and you brought up places shut down. So like... You have your pizza place, right? You have the pizza place that you go to, your favorite that you order from. I think mine closed. No! I know. No. And you don't understand. We, so we, no! we actually ordered pizza from a different Where restaurant. Is it, it's in Conshohocken. Um, and it, it was okay. It yeah. was fine. It was, you know, pizza, it was good. But it's like, called moderately good pizza. But like my favorite that I look forward to when I order pizza. So, um, we went on a Tuesday. What's the name of it? It's called, um, it's either Marie's or, or Maria's. I always forget because I have it in my phone. Uh, this as... is not the okay place that's close no, to th- you? No, this, this is, is, the, the, this the really is my place. pizza place that I absolutely love. Okay. Um, it's in Conshohocken. It's on Ridge. And uh, yeah, it's it's Maria's Pizza. Now, I don't know if they're renovating or what the deal is. But it we, should say online, shouldn't it? But we went on a Tuesday and... Uh, Never go on a Tuesday. Well, but I, so I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe they're closed in the beginning of the week or right. something like that. Then went by again later in the week and doors were locked, no lights on. Mm, not a good sign. I know. I'm so bummed. There's also a, a location in Roxborough, too. Okay. Mm, um, so they have more than one location. Maybe it's closed. <laughs> I'd say we take a call, but that doesn't work today. Website's still up and running. and It says open except for Kathy. Well, Kathy. no, I mean, it says closed here, but it, sometimes when on a website, if it says closed, it means it's closed right, right now. Right now, the hours. Yeah, 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 yeah so right, it doesn't necessarily right. mean that the restaurant itself is closed. Yeah, so like if you go online, it, the information's still there, so I'm really hoping they're just renovating yeah. the spot a little bit. They might not, though. So Gaetano's is a place near me. They had a, <clears throat> uh, the original was in Clifton Heights, but the one that was more convenient to me was Springfield. Uh-oh. Springfield one closed down. This is not good game. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? It means you got to go to Roxborough. That's what I was going to well, say. What like, we're looking at, just to explain, is we're looking at uh, the entire oh, week no. is listed as closed and pickup delivery is listed and as closed. Oh. Uh, you, you might be dealing with a situation that's... 
Somebody email me control. if you know what's happening with Maria's Pizza. They can't be closing. Wait, right. Maria's is only renovating due to open today. Somebody texted in. Oh, All right. right. Okay, oh. but see, that's what I was really, really hoping for. This is like my pizza place. Okay. I can't not have. Another one says Maria's, they are closed early in the week, usually. So, mm. so uh, Maria's. But is listen, a potential, I, Kathy. I, I know. I hope so. Right. I hope so. Don't worry. And because then I started having a conversation about. Do you need to lay down? <laughs> well, no, but like you know, during the pandemic, I'm like, oh no, I hope they didn't get you know hit by it. But really, their their delivery and takeout pizza places have been have been kicking yeah. ass. Yeah. E- e- uh, like my place that I go to is uh, Evo's, and they're. Uh, They've been having a phenomenal. The, the ta- I mean, right. that was the takeout. Right, yeah, right. absolutely. Okay, good. So All I right. hope that they're just renovating uh, their little spot that they have. All there. right. They found it hard to, that a pizza place would have a tough time with all the takeout yeah, food. Right. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I was thinking. All right. Uh, Sorry, connoisseur. Go ahead. Yeah, did we break into the middle of what you were saying when Kathy went, ah? Oh. No, no, no. She, he was talking about he was afraid that the all the uh, construction in the Popeyes might cause it to close because people aren't getting access to the ah. chicken but, they love so well. But every time I go there, there are people inside the store, so it's okay. Making fun of you. <laughs> Probably uh, our phones are working. No, ah! no, they're not. No, no. <laughs> there, there, there was a there was a call, and then uh, now it's gone. Hey, All right, the caller says the phones aren't working. So here's a, another story, and it has to do with drive-throughs and so on. And I think this has been this is a long time coming. Uh, Duncan is uh, apparently opened its first ever bike-through lane, but this is in the Philippines. <laughs> Uh, the okay. same restaurant also features a drive-through lane for cars. Duncan added the bike-through lane there specifically due to the country's large population of bikers, making it easier for them to order and continue along their journey. So here's my thing: <laughs> yeah. I love nothing more than going on a long bike ride and knocking off a dozen donuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I do go on long bike rides, and sometimes you start to suck out, right? And like suck, suck out, suck out. It's that suck, means when suck. you find a boy that you like. <laughs> And you he love each other. He yeah. doesn't really have then to like you suck you that it much. out. <laughs> or, is it, or is it sock out? Either way. Well, you either start, way, you start either to way run your jaw is sore. Either way, you start to run out of energy and you need to you need to ingest Right. You need calories. to take in some carbs. Right. A, a and, dozen will take care of that. And I went to a McDonald's uh, right outside of the Cape May Ferry area and I was there and I just wanted like an Egg McMuffin or something. And they were like, sorry, we can't serve you. You're on a bike. But I... I that to and, me and is kind like, of weird. Well, because it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm here. If you're on it, that's a conveyance. Yeah. I can see if, if with people walking up. I could see that's not the case. Right. But uh, on a bicycle. <laughs> if I was on a motorcycle, you'd be serving me, would you not? Yeah, it, right. So that seems like a gray area. I don't know. Uh, do drive throughs allow motorcycles? I don't know. Did you not have a story about somebody who went up to a drive thru on a horse? I did. <laughs> and, and it wouldn't serve him. It, it was would, in England. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the chained off lane, and let us know if you happen to know that about. Motorcycles in drive-thrus. What about a horse on a motorcycle? Uh, the chained-off lane features its own menu board and speakers for ordering. Uh, cyclists can then ride up to the window, pick up their items. Those riding mopeds and motorcycles are welcome to use the special lane as well. It's in the Philippines. Maybe this is what they're trying out because they always try it out in the Philippines and then they bring it to the states. Uh, Duncan has not disclosed whether it has plans to add bike-through lanes in any restaurants anywhere else in the world. Uh, still cyclists from other parts of the world express their enthusiasm uh, for the idea on Twitter. There are some cities that are very, very bike friendly. Uh, we went to um, Copenhagen and it's crazy how many bicycles are in that city. What about down at the shore? 
Yeah. You're uh, all on bikes, right? Yeah, lots so of So do they bikes. accommodate down there with the drive-thru? Maybe. Uh, no. Uh, they, uh, no, they don't, but I mean, it, it might be an idea <laughs> for places like that. I had friends. Well, they test everything in Copenhagen, and then they bring it to the United States. <laughs> I had friends that wanted to, you know what a Surrey is, right? There's yes. A, the, and so it's a Tom Cruise's daughter. <laughs> yes. So is I that had fringe on top. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I had friends that they, it was their dream. They were on vacation. They had four of them in a Surrey and they were like, we're going to McDonald's. We're going to ride off the boardwalk and we're going to go to McDonald's and we want to go to the drive-thru. They wouldn't let them do it? Dude. They didn't even get 50 yards off the boardwalk before somebody was like, get back on the boardwalk. <laughs> So they never got to oh, find out not, whether they're or not. They're not allowed to be. Okay, I got you. All right, so a lot of people are texting and saying, yes, motorcycles allowed to drive through. It was awkward, though. I worked in a drive through for a long time, and uh, you would hand it to the person, and then you're like, what are you going to do with it? You know, because they've yeah. got to drive away with it, and um, you would think that anything that was hot would become cold because of the wind. You know, it just seemed like an like you're handing over Lunch a drink. Let me worry about that pussy boy. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> it was, by the way, it wasn't. I'm on my way to Sturgis, and I need an egg muffin. I saw it's bonking, not uh, not socking out, sucking, or sucking or socking. Yeah. Neither. Okay, bonking, it's bonking. But sometimes way, when man. I'm riding on my bike, I get really, I get a hankering for genitals in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you you said to get sucked out. I think yeah. is what you said initially. I just so. get so horny. Yeah, I won't get wanked off when I'm really tired. Yeah. He's riding through. Oh, I've been pedaling all day. My butt's really plugged. Yeah, I got another story for you here. And, uh, <laughs> I won't interrupt you, Mr. Announcer, if you want to, oh. if you want to jump in. <laughs> I'm sure you guys saw this story yesterday. Uh, Burger King UK apologized for a tweet that it posted for International Women's Day yeah. that said, women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. Now, Wait, what? Hey, listen to the oh, second yeah. part, though. It. it was it was misunderstood. <laughs> they were trying to be jokey, okay? So yeah. there was a second tweet adding the context that said, if they want to, of course, all right? So, and it says, yet only 20% of chefs are women, and we're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. There were two separate tweets. The first one just said this. Can't do that. And they were doing it to get attention yeah, yeah, and to yeah. have it draw you to this. But <laughs> little jokey jokes like oh that uh, <gasps> can often go misunderstood. And this one certainly was. So and they, they apologized for it. They also pressed and got bit by the fourth one is that women should just shut up. Was yeah, the, right, and, right. And then the fifth one said, no, they should just shut up. And that's where they got in trouble. Uh, Burger King <laughs> tweeted about a new scholarship program to help female employees pursue culinary career. Let me ask you guys who have been in fast food, had fast food jobs, uh, is being the chef, is that the creme de la creme when you're... Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You want to be a manager or preferably an assistant manager. It's, it's, all, it's all grunt work. Yeah, right. I mean, what, what about cashier? That... Is cashier... Cashier's okay. I mean, like, at least you're out of the kitchen. But kitchen is... I, I found the ki- the guys that work the grill, and it was, interestingly enough, because of this tweet, it was always guys. Um, they worked the hardest. They got the sweatiest. They get, that was difficult work. Yeah. 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 As opposed to a, a kitchen, not a fast food restaurant, where the chef kind of runs the show. Yes. Uh, right. It's not that way. In the, it's in very the, mechanical. The, yeah. Right. What, wait, what's not that way? In so a fast it, it, food restaurant, you're, you're oh, just you're a grunt, like, you're grunt right. work in the grill. You're yes, not a chef. chef. Right. You're, you're not a sous chef. Uh, up, fries up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, but I would love to have seen the guy who said, hey, you know what'll be funny? Let's do this. Let's do this. And then we'll follow it up with that. Women like- are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, if dot. they don't take advantage of these great opportunities, right, 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 right. That's like awesome. Remember, 
no still means yes if you're going to Burger King. Right, right. Like in our meetings and we come up with ideas and we're like, God, that would be so great if we could do that. And uh-huh. then you're like, but you can. But this, this is go- one of those. This goes to show you that they, they obviously have some sort of, you know, uh, people behind this. And yeah. everyone sat down and said, this is, yeah, let's go this way. But in print, in stark you, yeah. Twitter yeah. print, nuance is lost. <laughs> Don't ever go there. It was like a few people chuckling in an office uh, conference room, and then they wrote it and put it in text. But you can always entertain this notion, too. What if, you know, and and if it was devised for this very purpose? I was thinking that as well. They're getting a lot of free press out of it. They are, but they're flirting with a pretty heavy subject. So I would say that the good outweighs the bad. Uh, I mean, the bad can outweigh the good. But listen, they're going to be fine. Burger King uh, UK said, uh, we got our initial tweet wrong, and we're sorry. Uh, One comment on the post said, uh, please don't use sexism as clickbait. So, uh, but they they have this uh, scholarship program, so if... Always wanted to be a fast food chef. Mother, yeah. I'm a chef at Burger King. You can do it. <laughs> Listen, I, when you're those jobs are critical when you're first starting out. Oh yeah. I mean, I when I became a porter at now Dunkin', but yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. It was a critical step in my life. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. I got some other food related stories here. More stories from the connoisseur. Are we still staying with fast food, or are we progressing on to other things? Let's go to something else. How about I have a variety. Oh yeah. Let's let's go to. Something a little more cultured. Uh, wine and cheese, Ooh. of course, are known to go well together, yes. And now French scientists have uncovered why. I love French scientists. <laughs> uh, University of Bordeaux researchers found that lipids, or fatty molecules in food, interact with compounds in wine <laughs> called grape tannins Yes, that actually make the drink taste better. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. they ultimately found that adding grape tannin to lipids caused something called creaming. Uh, oh. <laughs> well. Uh, at the top of their samples, uh, making the top... <laughs> Depends on the night. You're going to be really. my Saturday night lipid. Uh, making the top turn creamy and the bottom turn transparent. Oh, yeah. Uh, this would mean the bigger lipid droplets mask the astringent taste of tannins. So we're the... Tannins. The whole um, notion here is that the cheese... Cheese and wine synergize yes. because of the lipids and the tannins. Yes, right. uh, it sounds like a yeah, a mountain, two mountain families that war a lot. The word, Are you a lipid? So instead of tannins, I said tannis. Tannis is something from it's, it's a, a tannis root. It, yeah, what is it? Tan, a root tannis root. Okay, uh, olive oil was found to have the greatest effect, with human volunteers reporting that it made the wine taste fruity instead of astringent. So I don't drink wine. However, I do love uh, cheese and the Mediterranean diet and olives and all of that that stuff. So all of that synergizes well, and I assume that there's there's similar properties and all that stuff that yeah. makes it. And that's why they say certain wines go with certain foods. You know, certain wines are better. With, I mean, with like uh, white meats or, or dark meats or whatever. And um, red wines often pair well with like chocolates for dessert, things like that. There's it brings out the flavor. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, there's uh, there's pairings that uh, that do something to your taste buds yep. essentially, and they they work well together. Excite them. Uh, all right, let's stick with the drink. Uh, I do have another story, and this one has to do with beer. Uh, this year's style guide for the Brewers Association, a trade group for independent brewers, has released, and uh, there are four new styles of beer that have been added. 
Four new... Oh, okay. Yeah, so styles you've never heard of before. Mm, a quick... Okay, I'll let you do that, and I want to bring up something that Frank Grillo was talking about on his um, on his Instagram account yesterday Okay, uh, concerning beer. Go ahead. So the four new kinds are New Zealand-style pale ale, New Zealand-style India pale ale, Kentucky common beer, and Belgian-style session ale. Hmm. Uh, the new styles will be featured in the Brewers Association's uh, Great American Beer Festival competition set for this fall. It's like when they add new dogs to the uh, American Kennel thing. Yeah. Or you know, new dog dogs show. to beer. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, the official style guidelines suggest that uh, beers the beers were added in part because of their more common availability in the commercial market and not necessarily because they're new to beer drinkers, but they're becoming uh, more... Uh, Common, so available, if you will. So, but I had never heard of um, Kentucky Common beer before. No, neither have I. Curious. Uh, the, the the beer that um or that was mentioned yesterday, it is uh, Frank Grillo was pushing. It's called Can, or maybe that's the, the the particular brand of this beer that's made by another company. C A N C A N. Okay, I, think. I just caught it quickly. But um, it has C B C B D in it. And it gives oh, like cannabis. So so yeah. So oh, okay. but it's designed. Whatever it was, he says it gives you a little bit of buzz, but it's alcohol. It's cal- calorically very low. It's a okay. cannabis infused drink. Okay. All right. Does it have THC in it? Uh, let's see. Yeah, and find out also if it says uh, Kath. If you're looking that up, what the um, alcohol uh, percentage is on that? I think it's very low. Yeah, so you can get you can get low alcohol yeah. uh, beers, uh, no problem. But I mean, if uh, you know, but if you're going for getting a buzz off of right. it, you end up having to drink more, and therefore it adds up to being more calories. So the point I think he was putting forward is that you could mm-hmm. get that result without the alcohol. It's got two megs of um, THC in it. Oh, so it has THC in it. Yeah, it's not CBD. Oh, okay. THC. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, CBD so, yeah. does not get you high. THC it's a weed does. high. Is that, is that what that yep. is? Okay. Mm-hmm. THC right. is the is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. So, so. does that mean there's no alcohol in it? I d- that I don't know. Uh, you'd Do you have, have the breakdown there, Nick? See. I just had the CBD breakdown. I'm sorry, yeah, the I THC could, breakdown. I couldn't. No fall. alcohol. No alcohol. Okay. okay, okay so almost no calories. No kidding. And it's all THC. Uh, yeah, two megs, uh, two two milligrams of THC, four milligrams of CBD, no alcohol, almost no calories. Yeah, it is dangerous to, I think, infuse uh, alcohol and THC. Right. If, okay. you, if you've ever had a few cocktails and then decided to... Oh, my God. I oh. mean, it, it, it will... Oh, my God. Well, let me ask you. vault your, your drunkenness to, yeah. like... To a, higher a, levels? A, a, oh, an that's, insanely high level. You become that's, an idiot. Like, that's when the spinning mm-hmm. uh, would yep. happen with me. Especially so let me ask you, for not, a non-drinker and a non-drug person, mm-hmm. like if you're... who A cocktail or something that is a relaxing thing, would this be an option? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to try it out and, and see what it feels right. like, but but for sure, I, it, it's... Uh, but, you know, we were telling you about alcohol and the drink and getting the when when you take a drink and getting that warmth right yeah that is not what happens with uh with marijuana right. it's, it's a completely different category well, so are you asking about this drink specifically steve yes well it'll get you high it's oh, got it th- will? it's got thc okay. in it. yeah All right. yeah so this is if you want to uh, drink with a cbd in it that won't get you high, but this one has is infused with THC, which will CBD. Okay, so what's your truck driver's license? <laughs> uh, that's your CDL. Just to go to the uh, the the THC and, and alcohol thing, oh, man. it always seemed like it was you know 
getting a really good alcohol buzz on, then you know what would be really great? Let's do some bong hits right now. And that is the stupidest idea mm-hmm. that you can make at that point. I watched, uh, especially in, in college, like the new freshman coming in, you know, after a night of drinking, they, you know, come to our house. What's your name, son? Well, <laughs> dude, they were, they were out of practice. They didn't know. And then they would, you know... Take a hit off a of grimace, and, uh, and then they'd have to be carried out of the out of the house. It, you know, it it really can wreak havoc on you. Well, they're referring to can as social tonic instead of a, a beer. A social tonic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so anyhow, there are some fairly new beer styles. I got one more story that we can get to. The final story of the connoisseur. With the entire segment without wearing his chef's hat. Oh my god, hold on. Oh. Which is a complete breach okay. of protocol. I apologize. And <laughs> utter disgrace. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. I totally forgot. Alright, hang on. I have a connoisseur chef's hat made by Trish Long in our sales department. It says <laughs> the connoisseur on it. Is that better? Yeah. Hey, much better. Okay. Um, so people complain about uh pineapple on pizza. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I've always uh, liked Hawaiian pizza. Do, yeah. Uh, but an Iowa pizzeria is going a little bit further with this. And they have, they, this came out last week. Uh, Hawaiians? They, no, Fruit Loops. Ah, no, I, I don't like pineapples, first off, but Fruit Loops isn't going to do it. Well, all right, how is this working? Because the if there's no, like, garlic, if there's no... Garlic Fruit Loops? Well, uh, listen, if it's a white pizza with, like, no garlic on it. I I could maybe see that, but I don't know. Is there? Well, so okay. So what what is prepped for a pizza when 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 uh, pineapple is placed on it? What is the configuration of the pizza? Uh, it's regular sauce, you know, that, that yeah. tomato sauce and uh, and cheese and just uh, pineapple and usually ham or some right. type of pork uh, to make it the Hawaiian uh, pizza. What what do you guys think of in general? I love Preston it. likes it. I'm a big fan. Kathy. No, absolutely not. Completely, one hundred percent out on that. It's, it's cooked fruit. It's cooked fruit. fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Kathy in this case. Casey, if it's the only thing there, yeah, I'll eat it. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I think it's uh, it's sweet and savory. Uh, and in fact, in um, the beginning of the first Deadpool movie, uh, the scene where he orders a uh, pizza is delivered, and it's uh, pineapple and olives. Right. Yeah. And he's just sweet and savory. <laughs> so my son Carter has now taken to order that. Oh, really? Now, yes. All right. Absolutely. Um, so here's what it comes with, uh, Casey. Uh, it is made with a sweet cream cheese sauce based. Okay. So it's not, you know, uh, uh, tomato based. Uh, mozzarella cheese, Fruit Loops, and mm. drizzles of Greek yogurt and condensed milk. It's uh. like a dessert pizza, though, Stevie. You like that dessert pizza? I like pudding pizza <laughs> that you'd find at the uh, at the go kart place. Yeah. But no, I, I don't think I would like that case. Uh, the dish actually made its vi- debut at another of the restaurant's locations uh, five or six years ago, and the creators say, uh, you look at this pizza, and it's a rainbow. It should bring a smile to your face. Yeah. Even in the form and of diarrhea. Wild- That's crazy. i got to try that, or wow, <laughs> those guys are crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I personally wouldn't dig that because I don't really like Fruit Loops. Um, but I, I don't think that belongs on pizza. But By the way, is it every Fruit Loop... Taste the same, right? Yeah. Correct. And yeah, it, and it, it doesn't regardless taste like of their color. <laughs> yeah, they're Every... trying to bait you into thinking it's a variety of different fruit flavors, but it's one, not. But they all taste the same. You could do a blind taste test. Filthy, they will effing liars. Taste the same. All right, and uh, that's it. Restaurants closed, gang. We got to wrap it up. That's it for the connoisseur. One story, one act. 
Uh, we have got to take a break because we got some other things to get to. I do want to remind you that we have a tattoo to give away. Yes. Uh, and you can text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll see if you win that $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. We'll come back in a second. Bizarre file stories aplenty. And uh, a little bit later on, Michael Carbonaro will be joining us from the Carbonaro Effect. Stay with us. Spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Brett Talley. Brett Talley, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks Philly. All right, I got some great stories. I want to share them. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Presented this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code ROCK to get in on the action. All right, I had this story um, about a week ago, and I never got around to it, and I'm glad I didn't because there's this interesting follow-up. So... A missing Australian woman accused of fraud may have severed her own foot to trick police into thinking that she is dead, police uh, have claimed. Well, that's really selling it. So the story I had last week was they found this woman's foot. Okay. and Look at what I found. And so it is an interesting um, a series of events that took place. So Melissa Caddick from Sydney, Australia, vanished on November 11th last year, the day after... The country's corporate watchdog, ASIC, executed a search warrant for her luxury home, her $6 million home. All right, so she was under investigation for, like, embezzlement? accused of swindling more than $25 million worth of investors' funds. Yeah, but he kept my own foot off. And leaving 68 victims of fraud in her wake. Wow, okay. She disappeared. Yes. Like, right when that happened. Right. And then a while later, her foot showed up. So, so she's panicking. Yeah. Her disappearance is under investigation has led officers to discover her decomposing foot in a rare uh, Asics shoe. Asics, yeah. Asics, yeah. Asics shoe, 248 miles away from her home. Uh, no more of her remains have been found. Police Commissioner Mike Fuller, uh, Mick Fuller, said uh, authorities are still unable to say whether she killed herself or if there was foul play involved. Did they interrogate the foot? I wonder if she killed herself by cutting off her foot. Yeah. Uh, he also raised the outlandish possibility Ms. Cata could have severed her own foot to throw police off the scent and that she could still be alive. He said there's always a chance she cut off her own foot and is still alive, though it's pretty fanciful. Uh, however, he was satisfied the 49-year-old millionaire was uh, was dead. Uh, he, I'm satisfied. He said we're still trying to recover funds or defrauded investors wow. and... That investigation continues, but we haven't closed this case. One theory to explain her disappearance has been that Craddock, uh, Caddick had uh, jumped from the clifftops of Dover Heights, a luxury suburb in Sydney's east, after making the short 300-meter walk from her home. The route is not covered by security cameras and led police to initially suspect that she had taken her own life. But Mr. Fuller said many people jumped off those cliffs without their remains washing up several hundred kilometers away. Uh, he said it's not common to see body parts wash up so far south of Sydney 
and in such good condition given that she went missing on or about November 11th. So what is the popular consensus? That she did it herself or that she's dead and someone did it to her? There's not really one. They're, They're really keeping it wide open. He said the limited decomposition of the shoe would indicate... Uh, that it had not been out in the ocean for the entire three-month period since she went missing. While it's not my area of expertise, he said, if that's the case, a possible scenario is that she had been murdered recently or murdered and kept on ice for a while. A severed foot is a great throw-off, he said. Um, Also, the chance of her being murdered, he said, was slim. The search for the 49-year-old was called off last week, but Mr. Fuller said the foot could have been planted to end public and police interest in the case. So, if you plant a foot, does a human grow? I, that's, we'll have to try that uh, out. It is not the first time in history that people who are on the lam or are trying to get away from uh, investigations fake their own death by sending a cutting off a finger, mm-hmm. cutting off a hand. It's happened before. A woman suffered a hilarious mishap after confusing a hot chocolate ball with a bath bomb. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. <laughs> the unnamed woman's pal explained that she bought what she thought was a luxurious bath bomb for a nice relaxing night in, only for her to realize her mistake when dozens of mini marshmallows started floating around the tub. Uh, posting the hilarious blunder on a Facebook. Um, Would that be so bad, I wonder? Uh, she wrote, so my amazing friend, who would prefer not to be named, thought that she got herself a lovely new bath bomb. Turns out it was a bloody hot chocolate with marshmallows uh, included in everything. Uh, the pictures, which the woman's friend said were too good not to share, saw the woman sitting in dirty brown bath water. And there's marshmallows in Yep. One person joked, I I would probably drink the bath water. Another said, said no, what a waste of chocolate and marshmallows. Others said that they could see themselves making the same mistake at some point. Have you ever had a chocolate... Uh... Chocolate bomb? Well, the the, the chocolate, like, uh, massage and, you know. Oh, yes, at Hershey. Yeah, right, yeah. I did. It was really good. I got really excited about that, too. (laughs) Listen, there are things that I want to get back to doing. Yes. Right. Uh, I love this story. Satan uh, might be trying to find some dates on the Boston subway system. Let me check my uh, calendar. Well, city transit police say a 20-year-old woman reported she had an encounter with a man dressed all in black, including a mask covering his entire face. Just at, like Satan? At the M- No, at, well, oh. it gets old for that. At the MBTA's Forest Hill Station on March 1st, the woman told the police the man typed on his phone, I am Satan, and then showed it to her. Huh. When officers spoke to the 22-year-old man, he said he was only flirting with a woman and was attempting to get her number. Oh, man. Uh, he was ejected from the station after that. Do you think he misspelled Santa by any chance? He was being Santa? I don't know. A children's television program to promote body positivity and which features naked adults answering kids' questions has become controversial before it has even aired with politicians joining in the fray. Uh, the program is based on the Danish Ultra, it's called uh, Smidur Toget, or Ultra Strips Down, which is now in its second season. The show, called Gewoon Blut, which means simply naked in the Netherlands. So they sit there naked, fully exposed? They stand there naked, yeah. Stand there naked. Uh, consists of a number of adults of all shapes and sizes answering questions from children aged 10 to 12 on subjects like being ashamed of certain body parts or shaving versus waxing. Social media have shown reactions from disgusting to educational, and politicians, too, have been vocal. Uh, Dink, M- uh, Denmark MP uh, Tanhan Kuzu uh, said the program was ridiculous and urged his followers uh, to mail the broadcaster to stop the broadcast, 
Well, the far-right leader Thierry Baudet said that it comes close to promoting pedophilia. Uh, In Denmark, too, the far-right have condemned the series with a leading member of the right-wing Danish People's Party, Peter Skarup, uh, saying he found Ultra Strips Town to be depraving our children. So uh, it hasn't aired yet officially. So I wouldn't recommend that. No. But, you know. We were just watching it. It looked a little creepy. Yep. All right, one more story case? Yeah. All right, a virtual, oh, I love this story, a virtual district court preliminary examination was interrupted Tuesday after the defendant was found to be at the same home as the alleged victim while the hearing took place. Run this by me again? So they're doing a uh, preliminary yeah, exam right. court from the home. So the victim is in the same home as the perpetrator, the, the defendant. The defendant. Yes. That's not good. So the hearing was streamed live online and posted to Judge Jeffrey Middleton's court YouTube channel. Kobe James Harris had gone before the court accused of assault with intent to commit bodily harm. So Harris is the one who is accused here, okay? The felony charge carries prison term of up to 10 years. Mary Lindsay, who appeared in the court live stream as a reported victim, said the assault stemmed from a brief argument at a residence in Sturgis. According to Lindsay... She and Harris had been dating at the time. Harris was uh, represented at the court examination by uh, attorney Paul Gibson. Now, about seven minutes into the proceeding, Deborah Davis, assistant to the prosecuting attorney and representing Lindsay, said she believed that Lindsay and Harris were in close proximity during the live stream based on Lindsay's answers and body language. Uh, she said, Your Honor, I have reason to believe that the defendant is in the same apartment as the complaining witness right now, and I am extremely scared for her safety. The fact that she is looking off to the side and he is moving around, I want some confirmation that she is safe before we continue. So what I think was That's happening up. is the defendant would get up yeah. and leave, and, and then they go and t- they talk to the witness, and you could see the witness looking over yeah. uh, at the same time. Yeah, that would be... How can you guarantee you're going to get legitimate answers if the person person feels they're in danger. So Middleton asked Harris to divulge the address where she was. Harris gave the house number on East Lafayette Street. Middleton told Harris to go outside with his cell phone and take a photograph of the house number. Harris declined, saying it was limited by the low phone battery and his device was connected to a charger. A few moments uh-huh. later, Davis said the police were at the door of Lindsay's confirmed location to check on her. Lindsay was instructed to go to the door to speak to the police. Uh, and uh, Davis said, we may need to adjourn this, Your Honor. Lindsay's connection to the court proceeding went offline after it showed her speaking to the police outside the home. Moments later, Lindsay's Jeez. live stream came back online showing Harris inside on Lindsay's phone and in the custody of police. Davis <laughs> briefly facepalmed upon the reveal that Harris was at the same location mm-hmm. as Lindsay. And he quickly put a fake palm tree behind him. And he said, Your Honor, me and Mary both don't want the no contact. I asked that beat dropped. I'm sorry I lied to you. I knew the cops were outside, and I don't know why I did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was actually interrupted because the the, the um, attorney jumped in and said, Mr. Harris, my advice is don't say anything else. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, it's like the story you had uh, last week about the guy in surgery, the doctor. Yeah. So the bond was canceled on this guy. The judge said, if you have $10 million, you can't bond out. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they're putting a hammer down on that. Jesus. There you go. That's what I got in the bizarre file. Sorry I ran so long on that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget to press in to see tattoo your chance to win. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We will be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to mention some very sad news uh, that has to do with um, um, someone close to uh, the radio station and the morning show and the Camp Out for Hunger. A big uh, part of the success of the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, and I, I hate to lead with a downer, but this guy was uh, it was just terrible news to hear about. His name is Mike Shin, and he passed away um, just a day or two ago. And, uh, he was with IMS technology services. And when you come out of the camp out for hunger and you see the big, uh, digital displays and all that stuff, that's IMS technologies. They do it for corporate, you know, they, they do all, they can handle gigantic, yeah. um, um, you know, uh, endeavors. And, and Mike was just this sweetheart of a guy. He's a big guy, just in his heart, just as big, uh, and just always a really cool, Guy and a wonderful face to see. Always had this big smile, and he just he died suddenly. It was just terrible news. Awful. We found out yesterday. He had yeah. dropped some some weight, but yeah. when we first saw him, you know, listen, he had that that big, lovable bear quality to him, and he was he right from the get go. His enthusiasm for the campout and for um, uh, taking it to another level with the screens and with yeah. the, the aspect of allowing people who are coming down who were maybe in the back of the tent to see, see and experience everything that was going on was was contagious. I mean, it was our event, and yet he treated it. Um, you know, every bit as much as if he was oh, a part like you, of the show. And, and I was, th- I was thinking last yeah. night how many, how long we had been working with him. I mean, yes, we've forever, known him forever. for years. And he'd be there in the morning, afternoon, evenings, and then actually, so sad. he ended up getting like a promotion and had stepped away from the camp out for hunger because his um, other. You know, uh, jobly duties uh, had taken him away, yeah. and um, and then we saw him again this this past camp out. I hadn't seen him in a little while, so yeah, uh, yeah. It just this one, this one definitely blindsided me. Yeah, and he's and and I was thinking about him last night. He is, he was one of those people, just good people that you see mm-hmm. that you run him from time to time, yep. and always seem to be uh, leaning on the positive of pretty much anything. That's that's what the reaction. You know, that's what I was thinking about yeah, last night. Yeah, Those- uh, and they're, they're, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, don't say they're a dime a dozen. There are a lot of great people out there, but, right. he, you know, he's he, that's a special breed of person and his commitment to something that was not of, you know, his making, but that he, he felt um, very connected to the Camp Out for Hunger and his friendship with all of us is something that we obviously can tell. We were all... Um, yeah. Deeply affected by our friendship with him. Yeah, he didn't grow up in this area. He grew up in North Jersey. Uh, ended up going to college down here. But you know, uh, he was a Giants fan that I really liked. Uh, <laughs> and, it says a lot. Uh, I mean, it, it, it shows you how good a guy he was. It does. And oh. and the you know the Giants had won two Super Bowls in in he, he and I's friendship tenure, and he loved giving that to me. You know, and and I just and so 
I love that about he, he and I's relationship is that we were, you know, ball busting with a, with our football it's team. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Do we know, uh, and and this just happened, but we're, we're do we know of any anything, uh, requests of the family as far as what to. Yeah, there, for the um, cancer, there's a cancer fund that you can donate in lieu of flowers. It's through the, it was the American Cancer Society. Yes. Yeah. Um, which was apparently a cause that was near and dear to him. And uh, the services are this coming weekend and they're going to be, um, you know, digital or they're going to be uh, virtual. virtual, if you will. So. Um, Marissa's jotting something down, but... Yeah, you just say it. Uh, we uh, tweeted out his obituary. Okay, so we tweeted out the obituary. It's just terrible, sad news, and obviously we're, we're thinking about him and, and his family, so we wanted to pass that along, but he was he was an integral part about of the Camp Out for Hunger, making it the experience that it was, so sad news about Mike. So um, I'm going to move on to something uh, a little bit more pleasant. Yes. Um, and I think we could all use a vacation. And by vacation, I don't mean days off. I mean going somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> And while this is not where we could do this, I love this idea. I don't know if you guys would love this idea or not, uh, but Qantas out of Australia uh, is offering mystery flights uh, oh, for a really? day trip to an, yeah. uh, a day trip to an unknown destination. I'm all in. This we had talked amazing. about this actually prior years. God, it's well, maybe like a year and a half, two years ago. About uh, I forget what other company was instituting something like this where you, it was like luck of the draw, like almost, a, a sh- I think we called it the chef's table of traveling. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what you were going to get. Mm-hmm. And is that what this is? Well, so they ran a similar promotion in the 1990s when passengers would be put on a scheduled flight to any Qantas destination. For now, Australia's borders are likely to remain closed until yeah, next very year. Very excited. We're going to Kensington. Uh, so the mystery flights will only head to domestic locations right. using a Boeing 737. So, you know, still Australia's a big country. Uh, tickets go on sale. Uh, they went on sale, I think, yesterday or the day before uh, for three flights departing uh, Brisbane, uh, Sydney, and Melbourne on March 27th, April 18th, and May 1st, respectively. Passengers can track the flight path, but the destination will only be revealed upon <laughs> descent. There's so, so many cool locations, yeah. so yeah. many great places to get killed in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Press, do you think if we were to organize and put together a mystery trip for yourself and you personally would have to you wouldn't be able to look at your ticket Mm -hmm. to find out where you were going when you were getting to your gate in the airport you would have to kind of keep your your head down do you think you would be able to do that oh i would be excited to do that absolutely you mean you mean keep from spoiling the surprise yeah like we couldn't you wouldn't be able to i would yeah i I don't think think you do you Let's try no, it. you would not There's be able to. You, you want to know what your birthday present's going to be and stuff like that. No, no, I, I do like being surprised. Okay, I, you know, I definitely right. like being surprised. Did I think I could. It's just a matter of like, I, I wouldn't want to accidentally look up. And, oh, damn it! I'm going to right. Kansas. You know, right, like right. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, no, I, I absolutely know what you mean. And then you go, oh, damn it! I'm yeah. going to Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to oh, go to Kansas. I'm going to Kansas. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, I've never been to Ohio. I I want to go to Ohio. It's the next state over. You don't yeah. even got to get on a plane for no, Ohio. You don't. No, I'm so sorry, Steve. I cut you off. No, I forgot. I forgot what I was going to say. So, no so there was something else that I looked at that's similar to this, but it's not as much of a mystery as this. This you show up and you just you're going and, and you get there. Um, and I've forgotten the name of it. I have it. I have it bookmarked on my laptop at home. And it this was. Uh, uh, it's up here. Pre-pandemic. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, oh, yeah this, this is... This pack is, up this and is, go. This is exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, it's excellent. And you pick, like, a three... How many days? Okay, you want to be gone. 
you pick types of adventures and things that you're interested in. Are you are you interested in either a more so at least you have a ballpark idea. You're going to an either an urban area or you're going to be going to a more wilderness right. type area. The type or of activities Kansas. like and you throw these these um, <laughs> suggestions out there and then they they put this package together for you and then they send it to you and you don't know. I've forgotten it because I haven't read it in a while. Nick, if you could pull that up. You don't know where you're going, I think, until you get to the airport. And once you get to the airport, you know what's going on. So we love this idea. We're all encouraged by everything with the vaccinations and, and, and things. Yes. The, the, the things ending up on schedules and people being optimistic about things that are happening. And travel is such a necessary part. Prior to the pandemic, Preston, it was the month before when everything broke. I had, after a long time of remaining local and not traveling, went into Universal as per your a suggestion in Casey and I think Kathy. Nick, have you done Universal? I'm not. Uh, no. Okay. So, but but long story short, <laughs> not for me. Uh, it was sensational <laughs> with, with with Harry with Potter. Harry Potter. I think, yeah. yeah, I think you would love uh, it. Uh, but um, yeah, it was tremendous. So I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm into travel right. again. And then the right. curtain comes down. So I'm I'm excited at the prospect now. My, my wife literally goes into. Like a seasonal depression, or she like right now she she'd probably be like you know in she Bonaire loves or something. Traveling. She goes, so what is she doing? She, well, listen, she's fine. We, we're we're blessed to have the situation that we are, and and you know the the work and all that stuff. There there are bigger problems that people are dealing with, but I, but for her, you know, right now she would have been on a trip that had been pre scheduled mm. uh, with her brothers that she takes every year to go diving, and uh, that's that's not. But you can delay it and almost be reasonably certain you're going to have it come up in short order. Did you guys, anybody cancel a trip last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to England with my mom. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I canceled two. Is what this? were they? Uh, I was going to go to uh, Glacier National Park with my family. My dad rented a, a, a home for me, for my girlfriend, my son, my brother. It was a big family reunion in, in Glacier. And, then, and that's very fun. Uh, nope. And then... Um, Dollywood. Uh, no. Sorry. Um, keep joking. Maybe you guys will get it. Uh, I was going to go to uh, to the Southwest with, with, with my girlfriend in the spring. And that was... Um, she had a work conference in Sedona. And uh, we were going to go to Death Valley. I was going to see Pearl Jam in Phoenix. So, you know, it just... it A lot of things happened last year to... Um, kill vacations for a lot of different peoples, and that's okay. Um, I think that the pent up demand this year is going to make these places really crowded. Yeah, but probably in a good way because people are going to be spaced out a little bit more too. Well, so it, we're officially in the week where uh, everything ramped down the the one year week. Yeah, yeah. Thursday yeah. will be one year. Right. That's when the CDC officially said, <laughs> "Here's what you got to do." You, you sent an email to me, Preston, over the weekend about a charity thing, and it was the week. It was a week a year ago. That the the um you had had a correspondence with this person before, and I read down in the email. I don't know if you did or not. Mm-mm. Um, it, it was uh right after Cardboard Classic, mm-hmm. and you said uh it was the Monday after Cardboard Classic, and you said I'm probably I'm not feeling very well. I probably shouldn't have even come into work today, mm. and that was your last day of work. Then wow. you were home for four straight days. The crap at the fan. The NBA stopped on Tuesday. The NHL stopped on Wednesday. Uh, we were supposed to leave for spring training on Thursday. It was just, it was a crazy week, and it was a year ago. Well, I remember because we had gotten the shots, um, you know, for, for the flu. You got influenza B. Yep. Um, regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucky you. Uh, but at the, it was a, a wild confluence because we'd been hearing about this, and we'd been hearing about all the stuff and Corona, and well, okay, COVID, well, all right, well, and then for you to get sick when you got sick, yeah, or, was like, that uh-oh. was the main concern. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank God it was. It was. Thank God it was just a really bad flu. <laughs> Kathy, what uh, what did you cancel? Uh, a Caribbean trip and uh, Nashville. I was supposed to go to Nashville for a bachelorette party. Uh, I thought you did. I go to you Nashville. did. 
I went to Nashville before the pandemic, but okay. I was going for another bachelorette party. Um, she was going was back scheduled. to hang with the guy who said, I want you, girl. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. It was yeah. there. Yeah, it was an yeah. Issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got his number. I want you, girl. Uh, no, it was, it was another trip. Back, baby? And it was supposed to be Memorial Day weekend, and uh, that obviously didn't happen. And then, Marissa, you canceled a, Greece, a trip to Greece, wasn't it, I think, right? The wedding. Yeah. yeah, my friend was supposed to get married uh, last August. Um, it's tentatively scheduled for the summer. We'll obviously see what happens. Right, and, and then I I canceled a trip to um, Zion. With uh, your daughter. In Utah, yeah. and we were going to fly into Vegas and then drive to Zion. And, yeah, it was it was a big trip. So um, This was the, what is it, thir- when 13, 13 years old. Yeah, so we've rescheduled. She, she's turning 14 in April. So we've rescheduled, and at the end of this month, we're going to drive up to Acadia National Park in uh, um, Maine, which is not Zion, but we are going to eventually do Zion because that's where she wanted to go. So I, I take this trip when the, when the kids are 13. I take them on a trip out west. So By themselves? Yes. Just you and Just the, me and them. That's yep. so cool. It's got to feel, I mean, listen, you, you can be, you can be, you know, pretty optimistic about, about this. So, so you might, you know, you make some modifications and do it in, in a, in a, in a way that, that feels safe. And uh, that, I mean, that'll be special too, you know? Yeah. I, uh, so, so where, <laughs> as you adjust your things, where's, where's your big location that you hope to go? I mean, and listen, there are a lot of people who are obviously dealing with all sorts of things. So, yeah. you know, but any, I think there is something different and it doesn't have to be going to a far flung location, mm-hmm. leaving the area and going to somewhere else where you can do that disconnect. We will be going nowhere for a while because we bought a shore house. So <laughs> oh, that's where okay. you're going. Hey. Vacations have been canceled. Yes. That <laughs> well, is that's vacation. your vacation. Don't yeah. underestimate yeah. that. You'll be somewhere to go every single weekend. That's, right. You're yeah. going to fully enjoy that. I was supposed to last summer. I forgot about this one. I was supposed to go out and see a concert at the Gorge Amphitheater yeah. in Washington. Right. And I had Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah, I'm yeah. a huge BTO fan. Uh, and uh, and then this summer it got it postponed to this summer. I bought a plane ticket, uh, but I don't know if I'm going to go. Um, Preston, uh, every time you're sitting in traffic uh, going down the shore now, mm-hmm. just think about I haven't left my apartment since last March. Oh yeah, okay. I will. I'll think about you, Marissa. <laughs> the, honestly, I I think about you, Marissa, with that and that whole situation of being. You know, we, we've, listen, thank God we had a yard and we had some stuff, some work done prior to all of that stuff coming down. But, but the, the, the it's just busting at the seams at that, at a point where you're, you are where you are and, and to, are you seeing signs of life coming back? Oh, you're talking about Marissa? Yeah. Hey, sorry, I don't ever mind. Yeah, you know the positive, Steve? A lot of the restaurants that were mothballing, um, yeah. they were calling it, are starting to open back up. Good. And do some outdoor seating. What's um, mothballing? So moth they balling, serve mothballs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, it's... Um, Instead of moth balls. It's a phrase they kind of started using last winter yeah. um, when some, some of the restaurants decided it was better to shut down for the winter rather than do outdoor seating and only be open for like a majority, like a portion yeah, of their seating. Yeah, a small percentage. So, okay. yeah, so it's like a lot of them closed last November, February, I'm sorry, November, December. So some of them are starting to open back now. And obviously you see people walking around the parks and all, a nice day like today, but those cold days, they hit hard and yeah. just in your apartment and it gets dark and all that. Turn the yeah, lights on. Yep, yep. Oh, gonna, Marissa, I, mm. you went sledding and uh, <laughs> that wasn't in your apartment. You're right. Okay. <laughs> um, by the way, so the CDC announced, and Kathy had in the news earlier, that um, you know people that have had both of their shots, right, or the one uh, Johnson Johnson shot, can start to you know congregate together, massless in, in small groups. And there are scenarios where you can be around people who haven't been uh, vaccinated yet. Um, so those are those are good signs. There's all encouraging signs all over the place. Yeah. 
Um, and speaking of the CDC. There's the Johnson & Johnson vaccine person. There's also the Johnson & Smith, the novelty company, oh. uh, which you actually put wax lips in your mouth and it absorbs into your bloodstream. And that'll do it? Yeah. Uh, the Center for Disease Control uh, has updated its zombie preparedness uh, section on its website. Uh, it was originally launched back in 2011. Um, it's a joke, okay. Uh, okay. but <laughs> the CDC, yeah, you guys didn't react to that at all. You're like, really? Well, I didn't know if maybe there was like some There, There are, <laughs> listen, so here's the deal before you, you go into it, Preston. There are diseases and things that can cause, you talk about it, like a rage virus or things of that nature. You know, we had this, all those stories about the people who are on bath salt mm-hmm. who are, are reacting in a way that zombies might react so it's not like they don't entertain the possibility. They're not. It's not prepared for a Walking Dead scenario, but right. it's like more like a a rage virus scenario, like a rabies type of thing, like right? a rabies type, like a quarantine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is what that was about. This really yeah. bizarre form of rabies, and right, these right. people get out of control and and uh, and they start killing each other. Um, by the way, I just got done reading um, Cujo. Uh, the book, which is about a rabid dog, yeah. <clears throat> but and and so let me let me take a sidetrack of this. Right. Going go to rabies for a moment. <laughs> okay. I one time decided to um, get it. once you no not oh. get it. Once you start showing signs for rabies, you're pretty much gone. Done. Yeah. Um. And and you're going to die from it. So I I decided. And sometimes you there's video that you shouldn't see. Uh. But I went on YouTube uh to see if there's video of anybody who's a, a, a human being suffering from uh, from rabies. Really? And sure enough, there was a video of a kid who had rabies and was in an advanced stage of right. it. And one of the things I didn't know about rabies is is you have an innate fear of water. I heard about that, yeah. Like, they would, uh, this kid's really? in there, and they would hold, like, a, a bottle of water closer to him, and he would hey, start yeah. freaking out like that. It's this weird part of whatever it does to your your, your mind and your nerves it's turning your mind to mush basically yeah, yeah. is what's happening so and and that's so uh but preston's right it, at this point you're showing symptoms you're too far gone so that's yeah. why when you get bit bitten by something that might be a carrier you go get your oh yeah shots immediately yeah yeah and i, I don't know what uh how much time you have when it when it comes to something seven like minutes seven minutes yeah, to yeah. get your shot wow uh, no, but uh, so the CD makes uh, makes it clear that it's a joke about the uh, yep. zombie preparedness on its website, but also uses it as a means to give people real important disaster preparedness gu- preparedness guidance. For example, uh, one blog post lists out exactly what you need to have stashed at home in case of a zombie apocalypse, and it could also help in the event of other disasters. So, give us the list. Let's uh, see what I have. One gallon of water per person per day. Got it. Uh, first aid supplies. Got it. Uh, but they add, although you're a goner if a zombie bites you, you can use these supplies to treat basic cuts and lacerations that might get you, uh, um, that you might get during a tornado or a hurricane. I have a machete to chop off the appendage okay. right after the bite. Good call. We know that that worked in World War Z. Uh, so yeah, that's all that I saw in this particular, uh, posting of that. But you, you, you keep a ga- you keep several gallons of water at the we, ready? We, we have a, a water service, so we always have, you know, m- a lot of water. I have some of that prepper food too, uh, just for the hell of it. I bought some, you never yep. know. Yep. And, uh, so I'll have food for 50 years. Check the expiration on that because Carter bought this big 
thing yeah. of, of uh, food that's supposed to be. And it's got expiration dates on it. Like after five years, it's it's done. Mine's like 50 years. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I, right. I told Dr. Mike, and he, he bought some. He said, what the hell? Let's get it. And so at the end... It, we're probably never going to get to do it. So what we're going to do is we're going to get like one of the chefs, some like like uh, Harvest or something, or or uh, or you know Stephen Star Restaurant yeah. to prepare us the prepper food in the best way possible when we're mm-hmm. like ninety and sit down and have a meal. That's a good idea. Um, but uh, listen, this might be something else uh, that you keep in mind for a zombie apocalypse because I did not know this, but reportedly bodyguards, personal security business has been thriving lately. Uh, particularly in cities like uh, New York and Hong Kong, so you could always uh, hire a, um, you know, a, a bodyguard to take care of the zombies. For well, you. there are uh, the crime rates are are going up dramatically in a lot of locations, and for the people who have the money, private security is something that they are really looking into. Uh, companies have uh, been boosting in, in security spending, like Facebook, uh, which faces escalating annual costs ranging in the tens of millions to protect uh, unpopular CEO Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, even non-famous rich people are getting in on the act. Well, cor- yeah, corporate kidnapping and stuff like that. Yes. Enabled by convenient on-demand options like Bond, which is an app that's been described as Uber for bodyguards. <clears throat> Let, let's so down, you can let's hire a, a bodyguard. A temporary bodyguard. Not one that's going to be like your your standard yeah. five days a week security team. Right. I'm going. Uh, I'm having an event. I'm having a party right now. I'd like to have a bodyguard for two hours. Yep. Uh, so we should look into that app and see what that, it's called. Bond, Nick. Uh, choosing a bodyguard isn't as easy as grabbing the nearest hunk and handing him an earpiece. They say, though, every bodyguard uh, is special with different skills and credentials. Uh, many, for example, boast tough guy bona fides from a law enforcement background, while others attend trade schools and learn how to scan crowds for threats and scoop clients to safety. Uh, certain personal security agents double as chauffeurs, while others learn cybersecurity to protect you from digital threats. So, uh, yeah, so we, we know someone who is, uh, you know... Uh, Who's provided sort of security services for the show periodically? Who's a former um, uh, Secret Service member, mm-hmm. and uh, so so that that's cool. Um, yeah, I know several people who are in this business. Yeah. So, uh, and my, my when my brother retires uh, from law enforcement, he will probably do something similar to this. But the the um, I think that's like almost a natural progression. A yeah. lot of law enforcement do this we'll after do, we'll their, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they retire. Interesting. So, then there's uh, something called nanny guards, right? Uh, and that gives someone that gives your your bodyguard someone to have sex with. Uh, no, not that. Oh, oh okay. uh, that's old pair guards. Oh, okay. No, uh, who uh, personnel personnel are experts in both childcare and security. Ah, uh, uh, so oh, okay. So the, all right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And if your nanny's packing heat, and for high net worth types who like to terrorize the commoners, there are also bodyguards who make excellent hired goons. Enthusiastically thumping <laughs> anyone who annoys their gold-plated patrons. Is there a goon app? I don't think there's a goon app. There's a good could... soundbite we could grab it from The Simpsons, where the two guys just show up at the door and they go, "Goons, <laughs> hired goons, hired goons." Uh, but while bodyguards may, may operate in the vicinity of wealth, that doesn't mean that they're making a bundle themselves. In the U.S., they can earn anywhere from minimum wage to six figures per year, with the average annual salary. Of fifty to sixty-five thousand dollars. So, what does Bond um, pay? Do they give any breakdown as to what 
If Not you, in this story I've read, but Nick, if you can pull up Bond and, and see like yeah. if it's got any price points. It, it starts at $30, but uh, the prices, as you can imagine, go up pretty quickly from there. Um, like 30 bucks an hour? Yeah, yeah, but it's um, it, you can spend a lot very quickly. What if I wanted a trained killer to bring me my honey grow? No. Oh, that's so could you do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of these guys run errands, right. things like that. By the way, our phones don't work if you're curious and you're trying to call in for some particular reason. Yeah. So uh, we've, we've got an, an issue with the phones. I don't know if there's anybody that works in this industry who wanted to comment on this. Let's or not, uh, but... hire somebody from Bond to go see if they can correct our phone issues. Hey, Press, uh, how do you, because you're a black belt in Krav Maga, how, mm-hmm. um, how do you think your skills would hold up today? Terrible. Yeah? <laughs> yes. I haven't trained in years. <laughs> No, but listen, I but but there are some things that that I learned. Listen, if I find myself and somebody's holding me up or something like that, and I and and rather than surrender, Get killed? yeah, rather than surrender, if I if I didn't have that option and I had to fight, I feel, I right. feel fairly confident that I might do the right thing because of the training. And if you were to possibly get in a street fight, you say the best thing you can do is put your hands at your side and and, and stick your face out. Like a yes, yes, and go boo, 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 <laughs> like that. You see people do that all the time, and it's you know you you've told me like oh yeah, this yeah, yeah. posturing thing that guys do is so dumb. Well, yeah, it's it's they they they're basically saying I'm not afraid of you, putting your hand, their mm-hmm. hands behind themselves yeah. and, and thrusting their chest out and going like this. Go ahead, which is really stupid, really dumb. Um, but uh, you know, hey, listen, you got everybody's got their own system. <laughs> Uh, but if you're, if you're banking on a guard being willing to take a bullet for you, uh, they're going to be a little more inclined, uh, to, if they had health insurance. Uh, so that's why, um, uh, the very wisest autocrats or any kind of crats know how to treat their security staff and they give them benefits well, and listen, like that. That's for the super-duper rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that the Uber-type uh, security guys aren't going to be, you know, they're not going to you know, jump on a hand grenade for you, but the, the, right. the guys who are at the other level, the guys who are, you know, international uh, businessmen and things of that nature and, yeah. and the very wealthy have only the top of the top. If you look at the people like, uh, there was a shot of Kanye one time walking down the street in, in Manhattan. He had like nine guys, nine feet tall around him mm-hmm. And I mean that's yeah. they are they're there to be a human wall to protect him. Yeah, and a visual deterrent. Yes. as well. You're not getting anywhere. You don't near. want Wallace Shawn as your bodyguard. But the billionaires, they're 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 definitely stepping up the security. And uh, speaking of billionaires, uh, Mackenzie Scott. He's like a billion. No, she. Oh, <laughs> she's uh, like a billion. Oh, uh, former <laughs> wife of Jeff Bezos. Yes. Uh, she just got married. She married a science teacher. This guy, so of course the obvious thing is this guy is just, she's the the wealthiest woman in the world, is she not? Um, She is the... One of them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if she's the wealthiest woman. She is the 22nd richest person in the world. Well, there you go. She has a $53.5 billion fortune. She inherited $38 billion from Bezos, but uh, their stock went up a little bit, so it went to $53 billion. Oh, okay, good. Um, So, yeah, she collected that in the divorce, and she announced her marriage to Dan Jewett, uh, a teacher at a prestigious Seattle school attended by her children. Uh, The 50-year-old, who has promised, by the way, to donate all of her fortune to charity... Uh, said Jewett would join her in selecting good causes. She gave away almost $6 billion last year, thought to be the largest sum ever given away in a single year. So she's very much into uh, supporting charity. Yeah. 
Wait, she's um, not keeping any of it? By the way. She's like, eventually, I think she wants to... to Give it oh. all. She might, you know, hang on to a paltry billion to give yeah, to her kids or something like that. But you know, see how much you, do you need? So yeah. they they met, I guess, what like at a PTA bake sale, and uh... I mean, that's like this is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> she is the third wealthiest woman in the world, uh, behind Alice Walton, who is the head of the uh, Wal- Walmart, Walmart uh, yeah. uh, Foundation and Walmart Money, and then Francoise Betancourt Myers, who is a French woman who is in charge of L'Oreal. Oh, okay, wow. and she's worth over seventy billion. And Melinda Gates, where does she fall on the list? Uh, I don't know. The Koch family, one of the uh, Koch heiresses or, or widows, she's number four. Um, it's like a billion. And then the Queen's up there. J.K. Rowling's up there. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, she uh, the the money, by the way, that she donated the six billion last year, yeah. uh, went to hundreds of small, low profile charities, including food banks, homelessness groups, and racial equality. Uh, campaigns working to address issues raised by the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, in a letter, um, Jewett said that uh, this is the guy that she's marrying, uh, said that he was grateful for the exceptional privilege it will be to partner in giving away assets with the potential to do so much good when shared. Prenup or no? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah, that I'd I haven't be curious. Heard. Uh, I would think you would have to. Yeah. Uh, Responsibility-wise, you, you would have to do that. Sign it. Jewett, a teacher at the private Lakeside School, added, It is strange to be writing a letter indicating I plan to give away the majority of my wealth during my lifetime as I have never sought to gather the kind of wealth required to feel like saying such a thing would have particular meaning. In a stroke of happy coincidence, I am married to one of the most generous and kind people I know and joining her in a commitment to pass on an enormous financial wealth to serve others. So, I think it's important to note that she uh, she co-founded Amazon with she, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, she, she wasn't did. passively hanging in the background. No, and she they didn't both get it built just, the company. Yeah, she didn't get it just because she got divorced from the yeah. wealthiest man in the world. They founded it together in 1994. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, by the way, signed the Giving Pledge in 2019, which encourages the world's richest people to commit to giving away at least half their fortunes during their lifetime. Uh, she said, I had a disproportionate amount of money to share and promised to work hard to give it away. Give it uh, away now. Until the safe is empty, she said. Mm. Um, and, of course, her ex-husband, the world's richest person, it goes back and forth between him and Elon Musk, uh, at $177 billion, that's his personal fortune, <laughs> has not signed up to the giving pledge. Uh, but in a statement, uh, Bezos said, Dan is such a great guy, and I am happy and excited for the both of them. Yeah, well, why, why not? He got what he wanted. She got what she wanted. Yeah, they're often happy and rich and and uh, loving life. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool, man. He was yeah. a, an AP. Chem- Holy crap! This guy was an AP chemistry teacher at Harriton High School in Bryn Mawr. Yeah, Bryn Mawr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where my son's going to go to high school. And maybe um, he'll marry a wealthy woman. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and um, yeah, and he also wow. taught at Bryn Mawr. So the, he has her husband has local ties. Wow. He's probably a huge fan of our show. Yeah, Let's probably, try to which get means them on. we should each get a billion. Yeah, we. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I meant. Like get them on. It's like a billion. All right. Uh, listen, uh, I just look at the clock. We got to take a break. Oh my god! Right oh. now, because we have oh. a guest at nine, and I want to make sure we get back in time for that. So uh, um, I apologize for running over. Uh, but we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second and we'll have uh, Michael Carbonaro who will be on the show from the Carbonaro Effect and uh, we'll see what else we can get into. Don't forget uh, Secret Text Word. No, not Secret Text Word. Tattoo Tuesday. Text Word Tattoo 39333. Be back in a moment. Wednesday at 2. Join me, Pierre Robert, for a conversation with our good friends Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring. 
We'll chat about their forthcoming album, Let the Bad Times Roll, and feature some of your favorite tunes from the group. So join me and my guests, The Offspring's Dexter and Noodles, Wednesday at 2 p.m., right here on 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Listen, Kath, we're going to come back to traffic in just a moment because our guests were a couple of minutes late with, and I want to make sure that we do get to him. Uh, and he has a live show uh, that's coming out on Friday. I love the Carbonaro effect. Uh, my family and I watch it. Yes. Um, great show. Very, very fun show. Very original uh, entertainment. And we are happy to welcome to the program this morning the star of that show, Mr. Michael Carbonaro. Hey! Good morning to you, Michael. Well, howdy ho. Hi, great to be here. Hey, awesome to have you on again, man. Listen, I real quick, are you coming to Philadelphia? I've got a date here at Parks Casino December 3rd. I know it's a tad bit of a ways off, but uh, you got a show coming to Philly? You know, we had one. It moved. It shuffled. We're doing that whole shuffleboard game with the shows, but I, I'm coming back for sure. I just don't know if it's locked in yet. All right. Okay. Well, All we're right. going to, uh, we'll, we'll just wait outside and see if you're there. <laughs> Yeah, stay, get a tent, you know, right. make it old school, get some blankets, be the whole deal. line. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when Styx was coming around in concert. So. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, we've got this live from Space event, which is on Friday. You're going to have to explain to me what this is all about. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm doing Friday and Saturday, and it's a, it's a live show, but it's not, you know, it, it's it's virtual. It's on your computer. It actually goes through Zoom. So it's a live broadcast through Zoom because, you know, it's not quite safe enough to be out there on the road again. And I wanted to do something wacky and wild. I think we've all had just about enough time on Earth. <laughs> Maybe everybody needed a break out in outer space. And I said, you know what? Let's go to outer space and have some magic on. Okay. So so there's, there's an interactivity level to this. Can you explain yeah. what will be happening? Yeah, it's really wild. You know, I, I, I never really thought that would work so well through the computer, you know, doing right. magic. How does that work? But, you know, here, I, here I've been doing a TV show. Obviously, people watch me on television doing magic, and then they come to a theater and watch me do magic. But this is actually, it's different. You know, it's, it's more intimate than TV. It's, it's, you know, it's families gathered around watching me, and I'm, and I'm actually talking to them. You know, everybody's used to talking to their friends and family over the past year over Zoom and things like that. So, I'm at, it's really intimate. It's like I'm right there in your living room with you, just messing with you, and I'll pull you up on screen, and you get to help out with magic. Of course, you don't have to if you don't want to, but most everybody leaves their cameras on. And um, we're t- I'm teleporting an object literally from my studio to some random person's house at each show. An actual object teleports through the computer to their living room. People are, like, freaking out. It's okay. really wild. Okay. Like, Came up with some really cool magic stuff that works really well uh, over the computer. Um, you know what? And by the way, tickets for this are at michaelcarbonaro.com. I got I to gotta give you a compliment that, you know, you were able to do. My, my son and I last night, we were actually talking about uh, Penn & Teller. Um, and uh, yeah. he was telling me how much he loves Penn & Teller. And I was explaining to them how groundbreaking they were and are in the world of magic because they were able to do some things that hadn't been done in that form of entertainment before to open it up and be more transparent and do some tongue and cheek things and things like that. And I thought your show was kind of um, in that vein as well, in that you took an original approach to, as opposed to just doing magic. When I was a kid, you know, and, and Doug Henning and David Copperfield and these guys would do these TV specials, I would watch them and they were great, but they were essentially, you know, they were doing kind of the same thing. Here's, here's a trick, but they, right. would, they would dress it up right. a little bit. 
but you managed to to change it and take it in a different direction. And that's got to be a huge compliment. It's got to be it's got to be really difficult to come up with that angle. And we're not just watching a magic show; we're watching something else. You know. Yeah, there's something more going on, for sure. I love Penn and Teller, and they were huge influences to me. You just hit all of mine. Henning, even when I was really little, and David Copperfield. You know, I'm sort of like a hybrid of all that kind of entertainment stuck in my head. But Teller, Penn and Teller, man, those guys have been around forever. And they're like, they're, they're everywhere, all the time, always coming up with new material. They're such an inspiration. Uh, Teller's a good friend of mine. Penn as well, but Teller... Really, uh, we started working on some stuff together. He came to see the live from space show. He tweeted something really nice about it, and um, he's a prince. I just love that. Dude. Have you ever worked on um, uh, illusions or, or gags or whatever you refer, whatever the cool thing to refer to them as is now? Have you ever worked on uh, uh, anything with him or with them? Absolutely, yeah. I've been in their theater after the show late nights. We're coming up with methods to do things, and we have the same mentor uh you know johnny thompson who's like the godfather of magic uh penn and teller would look to johnny thompson with you know for how to do tricks and i would look to penn and teller and then we'd both look to johnny thompson and we'd all work together and jam out stuff so it's, it was that that been, that's like a dream come true i'm like when i realized i had to like pinch myself i'm like i'm in penn and teller's theater right now <laughs> it's pretty cool show, late night yeah hanging out on their stage coming up with magic i mean this is everything i wanted well the- the interesting thing is that it transcended for a while. It would be like, okay, you know, I would see people. I've mentioned this a number of times. We're like, oh, that's not magic. But that's not the issue anymore. The issue is how are you pulling that off in front of us? How are you doing that? And that's the real charm, that you're able to, you know, to create this and make that happen. Other than I think there are some people who still are sort of affixed to the notion that you're attempting to convey to people that you literally possess the power of magic. And, 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 you're so right. You're and, so right. And, yeah. and once you, once you... Uh, uh, remove that from the menu, you start to appreciate the craftsmanship. I think you're right. And you know what? I think what happened was in the world of magic, you know, you had your Hennings, you had your Copperfield, and then you had a whole slew of magicians whose only point was, look what I can do that you don't know how I do. Right. And right. people are yeah, people are like, okay, well, how does he do it? I don't care. But, like, when you weave it into a story and an experience and it's a full evening of fun and joy, like you said, like with a carbonara effect when people are laughing or Penn and Teller and it's taking a twist on it, you just don't care how it's done. Or maybe you do, but it's not the point. Right. It's Michael, the thing anymore. did you have a chance to see Daryl Delguadio's in and of itself? Oh, of course. He's a huge friend of mine. Oh, wow. He, okay. He, yeah, he uh, collaborated on Carbonaro Effect. Uh, in and of itself is so great. Oh, my God, it's so great. Speaking uh, of Car- everyone's got to check it out. Speaking of Carbonaro Effect, any word on another season? You know, we're on hold, obviously, okay. because public's a little bit wacky. I have another TV show that's looking pretty good. Please wish me luck. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, it would be like a next-level kind of hybrid situation with Carbonaro Effect and some other stuff, but we did talk about doing some more episodes in L.A. We'll see which one. It's a little bit neck-and-neck race, which one's going to move first. Everyone's still, you know, as much as the world is moving forward again, everybody's still afraid to do everything. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's, why, that's why I'm doing mine, right from my <laughs> office, <laughs> from home, right. and having families come by, and I'm looking at the smiles again on people's faces, and I feel good. That's cool. I, All right. Nice Carbonaro uh, Live from Space is going to be Friday and Saturday, and you can get tickets at Michael Carbonaro. Dot com. By the way, it's good to talk to you, man. Good luck with the event this weekend, okay? Yeah, thanks, guys. You good got to talk it. to you again. Michael yeah. Carbonaro. Yeah. Uh.
And Live from Space is coming up this weekend. He's good. I, I like him. He seems like a funny. Oh, he's good. Nice guy. He's, he's good. I, he can sing. He can do that magic. All right, we didn't get a look at traffic, so we're going to do that now. NJM Insurance Group brings it to us. What is going on, Kath? We've got an accident on the Pennsylvania Turnpike eastbound at Ben Salem, the Philadelphia Interchange. Left lane is blocked. Schuylkill eastbound slowing the Blue Route into Conshohocken, Gladwin to Belmont, the Boulevard to Spring Garden. On the westbound side, you're actually in pretty good shape here. South on 95, slowing from Cotman to Bridge, the Betsy Ross Bridge, through to Girard, the Vine westbound slows the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. 202 northbound between Mars Road and Sunday Town Pike and Whitpane. We've got the right lane closed with construction. Uh, a f- couple of things. Phoenixville, uh, Route 23 at 113. There's an accident there. Uh, also in West Fallowfield, uh, vehicle fire. Gap Newport Pike at Limestone Road. And then in New Jersey, 55 northbound is jammed from Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Let Acme be your one-stop shop for everything winter. Stock up on soups, hot beverages, and favorite meals. And don't forget the firewood. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thanks, Kath. One of the things we love to do on this very radio program is involve you and take uh, phone calls and get people on the air. Um, our phone system is down. I've been told it's a, it's a company-wide thing. So it's not just... No kidding. It's oh, not really? just the MMR studios. Yeah, Marissa was telling me that. Or or maybe our group here. Group maybe thing. they're just so, saying that to make us feel better. <laughs> so, uh, so unfortunately, we're not going to be able to go to phone calls, which is one of the things, like I said, we absolutely love doing. So we're, we're, we're doing some other stuff today. So I've... And, and I keep piles of stuff in my office ready to go at any given time if we want to dive into something. So here is a pile that I've dusted off that, I, that is really? sitting no for a long, long time. One that you were reticent to do for a while? Well, I just, it's, it's too entertaining. The, the, I, I, have, um, I have files. I have the uh, yeah. file thingies. What, what do you call those things? Uh, file, file cabinet. Thingy. But thingy. It's, a, it's not a cabinet because you don't close the file. doors on it. But a stack. A file. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, and I, I have different slots in that file. File holder. Whatever. And so, some of them are like, you know, Connoisseur yeah. and, and Just Sand Institute. And it, well, I have one that is just lists. Lists. And I, listen, I like lists. I'm not... Uh, we can I, go through lists. I don't have a character for the list guy or anything like Listomania? that. Listomania? Yeah, list, we Lister. tried that. We did? The we Lister. did, yeah, because there's a song by Phoenix called Listomania. How about Franz oh. List? Okay. Franz List? Yeah. Is that a guy? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> how about we just do the goddamn list? <laughs> is that a guy? <laughs> well, how about I try this list on for size for you guys? The nine most famous people... To have died on the toilet. The oh. nine most right. famous people. I, I know who's. Number one's w- got to be Elvis. Elvis. Actually, yeah. he's number nine. What? what? No. Yeah. He had compacted fecal one. matter. I think it's probably in, uh, in uh, reverse order. Although, there's some pretty damn famous people on here that you may not be aware of through history. This is kind of a historian. By the way, who was uh, Franz Liszt? He was a pianist. Okay. Hongarian composer. A Hungarian. Oh, the song list of mania, mania is, yes. is based yes. on him. Oh, okay. I think he composed the knuckles on the keyboard. The- <laughs> he did. He's an what is the name of that song? <laughs> Roger Daltrey played him in that movie. Remember that? It was the follow-up to Tommy, Listomania. Shut up. I swear to God. It was a follow-up to yes. Tommy? Well, it wasn't. It was his his kind of similar role to Tommy. Okay. Call up, if you can, the poster for the movie, I believe it was Listomania with him as Franz List. Mm-hmm. And it was a piece of crap. There yeah. it is. That's Franz List. This is his List's Ninth Symphony. And if anybody knows the title of that song... Call in, because our phones yeah, don't work. Yeah, phones don't work. No, you can text. Oh, yes! Preston, there's the poster, right up there. 
All right. I thought that was a joke. All right. <laughs> Wait, Marissa has something to say, Preston. Uh, Marissa, say what you have to say. I uh, have found a YouTube tutorial of how to play the song. She's calling it the Knuckle Song. The Knuckle it Song. It might literally be the name of it. Knuckles Deep. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. it might also be called Circus Music Monkey. Uh, circus Circus Music, music monkey. monkey Business. This or the one's black, called Circus Music Monkey. Or the Black Key Duet. All right. All right. Uh, interesting. Nick, see what, see what the uh, texts are, are saying, if you don't mind. Nick, okay. Because I am curious. In the meantime, uh, Franz Liszt died on the toilet. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Did he? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, somebody said a name for the character, the Duster Offerer. <laughs> Duster Offerer. I like Duster. that. All right, let's start Come this. On! Number nine. Number nine. Elvis Presley. Although one of the most famous to die in their bathrooms, Elvis wasn't found on his toilet. He was no. several feet away from the toilet. I thought he died on it. No, he ripped a big one. Uh, he had apparently crawled in an attempt to get help. Oh, man. Uh, interrupted while using the toilet. I got a manatee poking my... Uh, he was obese Sarah. and suffering from glaucoma, yeah. high blood pressure, liver damage, had a history of abusing prescription drugs. It was a mess. And an enlarged colon. We had heard that the fecal matter that was compacted in his colon had turned white. Yeah, that it had been that. so yeah. long in there. One of his coroners said that he had the arteries of an 80-year-old. Oh. Although there is some dispute over whether it was the massive drug intake, the weight, or the actual straining at stool, as his biographer puts it. Could you imagine? That caused his heart attack. Uh Uh, The moral (laughs) remains the same. You can't have too much fiber in your diet, kids. Uh Was he in uh, Graceland when this happened? Yeah. That's right, man. I believe he was. In the jungle room, man. I don't know. I love that Charlie, man. (laughs) And vines over, man. Pull yourself up. Did it really? Yes, man. Uh, all right, then. So so he's number nine on this list. All right. Thank you. Number eight is Evelyn Waugh. Evelyn Waugh. Spelled W-A-U-G-H. The name does sound familiar. I don't know who she is. Uh, it says, uh, the bright young thing of the 1920s and later <laughs> Catholic uh, propagandist. Propagandist? Velociraptor. Propagandist. Propagandist. All right, anyway. Not familiar. Came home from church one Sunday. Propagandist. Propagandist. Uh. How did I not know that? (laughs) Jesus. God almighty. (laughs) And Evelyn's a guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that poor guy. So she really had a tough time. (laughs) She was a guy and a propagandist. Propagandist. She was a propagandist who looked like a guy. This is all information you can use. Take this into school today. Uh, don't, don't do don't that. Whatever. Yeah, see, we're talking do. about this guy who was a proper guy. That's all, folks. Some big words I get right. No, you got a lot of them right. That that propagandist is. When do you hear that word used? So later, the I guess when you're talking about someone who makes propaganda, you're going to right spare them. You're going to you know what the hell am I trying to say? It's an old clip. So the the later Catholic propagandist, yes. Uh, came home from church one Sunday, went to the loo, and never came out again. He ascended to the heavenly throne whilst mounted on his. Uh, Catherine the Great. Yeah, number seven. (laughs) (laughs) 
Catherine I, the Great. I like seven, by the way. I think that's my seven. favorite one. Seven. <laughs> um, I've heard different stories about the death of Catherine the Great, but she she uh, expired on the crapper? Well, it says here, Catherine the Great is perhaps the only person in history about whom it can be said the best version of the story of their death is the one where they die grunting on the toilet. <laughs> uh, because in other popular versions of the Catherine the Great's death, she was crushed to death by a horse. A horse that she was having sex with. Uh, during the act of coitus. Yes. Yes. Oh, what? So how did they get the horse over the toilet? So... <laughs> I don't know how they got him in there. I have a plan, and I hope you listen. Nick, can you look up uh, her death? If, if yeah, you would, yeah. you're on, you're on, I would like uh, some sort of block and tackle inserted around my loo. This is on uh, Wikipedia, I believe. Several unfounded stories circulated regarding the cause and manner of her death. But what we're saying here is that the, the more accepted, correct one is that she died on the toilet. Well, that might be the sugar-coated one, Steve. I mean, it, it might be. If this uh, sex with a horse story well, is listen, accurate. Listen, guys, we, we need to come up with another story. Right? I, I found her. <laughs> I found her in, a, in her it nighty under at Clydesdale. Well, let's just say she farted really hard and died. <laughs> I like it. Go with that. <laughs> let's run with that. Yeah, like run this. with that. Yep, yep. Francois got a good one. Yep. <laughs> farted really hard, died. Go with that. Bing, bang, I boom. did not. I see. I, I did not know this horse story. I was not uh, yeah. Th- I, I actually wow. thought that was apocryphal. I thought that had no. I thought that was just one of those things that over history was told. You know, and, right. and uh, not not just sex with a horse. And Preston, I, you'll do a better job of reading this phrase. And oral I sex with a horse. No, Steve, <laughs> find um, it uh, for me if you would. Please. Hang on. Um, uh, the story claimed that her maids believed that Catherine spent too much unsupervised time with her favorite horse, Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> Dudley. This um, part right here. Aren't we erect today? And uh, they claimed that Russians had fondness for that type of activity with horses, yet. <laughs> oh I know. God. Yeah. But Heine love. No. That would be excruciating. Yes. Listen, was she a a terrible person? No, she was actually a wonderful person and made a hell of a snickerdoodle. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? You mean was she like a tyrant or anything like that? Yeah. Was she cruel? I don't know anything about Catherine the Great. She always was at her best after butt sex with a horse. No, (laughs) because, you know, it's just another thing to do to sully the name even more. Right. Let's not judge her by her mistakes. So she had. Had sex with horses. Oh, okay, so so the, the the contention is is this type of fornication <laughs> oh was was God. sort of a um, enjoyed amongst the uh, the Russian elite. Uh, no, I, I no, I I don't know where that came from. Nick just uh, pulled this up. So it came from a German scholar who wrote about the subject. Okay, yeah. So a German scholar, Adam Olerius. What uh, you writing about, Adam? <laughs> in his sixteen forty seven <laughs> book called. Beschrieben der Muskratchen and Persichin Ries claim that Russians had a fondness for that activity with horses. But he just says Russians. Is that just, say... just a pejorative? Was that just to disparage them? Is that like, you know, something? something? But I well, mean, he was German, and the Germans and the Russians hated the didn't Russians. really get along. Yeah. So. I, got a, I got a story there. Yeah, I got a make good look idea. Bad. Yeah. Uh, Betrov, come in here. <laughs> She's a, was a having the butt stuff with the horse, and the horse will fall on her. We need a better story. Wow. All right. She farts so hard, she died. <laughs> Go ahead with that. Where does she get the name The Great, by the way? I wonder. B- b- because she was able to have a horse on her back and still have sex. That's great. 
Well, what are you doing? All right, we're having only sex at- with a horse. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nickname for you. That is uh, great. All right, we're moving on to number number six. Uh, Yusugi Kenshin. By the way, if you're Quick just question. tuning in, these are the most nine most famous people who have died on the toilet. We never clarified exactly as she, as she died on the toilet and, and what were the circumstances surrounding Nick, Did you see anything Catherine in Wikipedia about that? Uh, no, it was just that there were several stories surrounding the cause of death, and one was sex with the horse, one was the toilet. Okay, yeah, so I, but there was no, there was no actual. No, um, and it was Steve. It was way. It was like a late right. seventeen hundreds. So, death, uh, death. Okay, yeah. Here, blood, so, sex, horsey, toilet. <laughs> I I apologize right. if, that I don't have the details. Okay, we're moving on to this other one. Uh, Yusugi Kenshin. I don't. I don't well, know. Yusugi Kenshin. Name. Uh, it was one of those powerful Japanese warlords of the 16th century with a prodigious capacity for booze. Although most people agree that he died on the toilet, there's a lot of dispute over whether it was his uh, prodigious drinking or cesspit dwelling or or a cesspit dwelling ninja that finally got him. So there was a ninja. Okay. So so he may have died from the booze, or but either way, he was on the toilet when he died. He was either assassinated or... Or he died from uh, drinking too much or something along those so lines. So I'm looking at, at this history, too, and they do make... And the first thing that comes up is died on the toilet. And then it says collab. So I guess after he died on the toilet, they wanted an Instagram. Yeah, yeah they collabed with yeah. him. But, um, okay. Mm. All right. Uh, um, interesting. We don't know much about that guy. It right. seems that some of these death on toilet stories are, are not really validated. Uh, here's another one. There's number five. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Shale. Not hugely famous in and of himself. Shale is notable for two things. Being David Cameron's constituency aide. Okay. So and the, dying in a toilet at the Glastonbury Festival. So the, the, the Prime Minister of England, David Cameron, right? Is yes, that what we're talking so, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so, right, so, so uh, and then he died at the Glastonbury Festival in a porta pot uh, It says in one move he managed to replace the popular image of... To- Tories as being tangerine-chomping autoerotic asphyxiators start rumors about shadowy conspiracies and linked documents and get everyone to agree that people over 50 should not attend music festivals. It just says he died on the toilet, Steve. I don't know if it, if it was a, a porta pot or not. I'm sure you can look him up. He's more current, yes. Nick. Uh, Christopher Shale. Uh, they might have more details. I'm going to need some support on this, by the way, Nick, on each one of these because okay. there's not a whole lot of details in this particular uh, list that I got from, and it's so old that I don't have. Um, it had dust on it. You already said. Yeah, I don't have the. Uh, I don't have. Yeah. So he died of a heart attack while whilst using a portable toilet cubicle at Glastonbury. Okay. Yeah, nailed it. And okay. they discovered the body. Uh, they discovered his body. Uh, it had been reported missing for eighteen hours. Oh my god! Yikes. Okay, but yeah, he was in the. Hey, come on! Pod. Some of us have to go out of here. All right. Here's number four. Number four. Uh, Edmund Ironsides. Okay. Uh, stabbed in the anus by a Viking hiding in his toilet. Ha-ha! <laughs> I hope that Viking got the best award that Vikings could issue. By a Viking? Sporgi, come here. Uh, and the, the uh, author... Do you think you could fit in a toilet? Why, you ask? Uh, the author wrote, there is literally nothing about that last sentence I don't like. And that's it. Stabbed in the anus by a Viking hiding in, in his, his toilet. In his toilet. Yeah. So, so I assume they had something more like an outhouse, not like a current toilet where yeah, you have to, this like is a way, privy. 
way back in 1016, and yeah. they, they used the word privy, Preston, uh, multiple stab wounds while he was defecating on the privy. Whoa. That would just suck, because yeah. you're at your most exposed. You probably just opened up the newspaper. Yeah. Isn't there a, and, and apparently he was also shot with a crossbow. And was there a scene in Game of Thrones? Yeah, that's how uh, Tyrion Lannister was no. there? No, well, no. Tyrion Lannister killed, well, I don't want to. Yeah, at this point, you can give it away. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah it's a Tywin Lannister. Yes, right. Uh, dies on the toilet. Yeah, uh, as, uh, with a crossbow. So let me get this straight. Me. He's getting a sword up his ass, and he's getting shot with the crossbow at the same time? Maybe, it might have been just the crossbow. But imagine you're the assassin that gets that detail. The you, toilet deal, that's what I'm saying. To, you have to go hide down in the toilet, and then you got to wait till dude spreads and starts doing the business. And then you got to aim up there and I would your I would shoot the second the light went out. Wow. Because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to wait for him to move along a little bit. All right. Uh, the third one. Uh, Don Simpson. Don Simpson. Yeah. Top Gun producer. Oh, oh. so this is Bruck, Jerry Bruckheimer yeah. and Don Simpson. Uh, they were the, you know, Days of Thunder and all of the, yeah, all of those, th- th- that was all them. Whoa. Says here, heart attack waiting to happen. S&M enthusiast. Massive cokehead. And allegedly prodigious drug user Don Simpson died on the toilet while reading a biography of Oliver Stone. Wow. Yeah, um, Steve, uh, cocaine, uh, prescription medications, uh, and he died in 1996. And they had just had massive successes with a whole bunch of movies. The Rock had just come out. Yeah. Jerry, so Jerry Bruckheimer then went on to continue producing movies. But yeah, Don Simpson was was a mess. I didn't realize he died on the toilet. Yeah. Yep. That's why we're bringing out the list. He was killed mm-hmm. by a Viking. Oh, wow. All right. Here's the next one. Number two. Number two. And it's King George II, which wouldn't have been in Hamilton. No. It was the no. fourth, I think. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, um, and we're playing the clips from Hamilton. That's why I mentioned that. You need me, I should be on the privy. Uh, so, uh, German George II. Wait. German uh-huh. George. German George. Is he different? Yeah. Okay. Who am I thinking of? I me? wish they all could well, be. Well, you're German. thinking of King George. King George of England, right? Yes. Okay. Which, and there were several of those, and that's, that would be right. the uh, Hamilton reference. It the says, cheaper one was the German, the knockoff. Uh, fat German George II was blind in one eye and hard of hearing by 1760. <laughs> When he had a cup of hot chocolate and went to the loo. I always bring hot chocolate into the bathroom. A few moments later, a crash was heard, and the king was pronounced dead from overexertions on the privy. All right, so he was the king of Great Britain, but he was of German descent. So you know how like oh. those lineages crossed uh, yes. European lines? Because so, yeah. of all the incest. And his nickname, yeah, his nickname was German George, uh, but he was uh, king of Great Britain, George II. And okay. he apparently was corpulent. Uh, yes, and uh, apparently he was trying really hard to squeeze one out, and it said overexertions on the... Pre- if he even had a heart attack, I'm sure, you know, while he was taking a dump. Died on the toilet. <laughs> Farewell, King George. All right, and then... Did you hear the voice? <laughs> Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Lenny Bruce Forgot did, about that. didn't just die on a toilet. He died doing heroin on a toilet. Oh, okay. So, so his pants were up. So says, imagine, uh, being, imagine being so in love with heroin that you didn't even want to finish taking a dump before getting high. So his pants were down, Case. I, uh, this, Have he's taking a dump? Uh, he was lying naked on the floor. Oh, man. With a syringe and a burned bottle cap nearby. And yeah. a turtle head poking out. Yeah. Wow, man. Hi. <laughs> oh, man, there were, there were photographs. Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 very troubling. And you know who bought them? Phil yeah. Spector. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. They they actually he uh, hung them around Christmas. No, he <laughs> bought them to protect. <laughs> he didn't want them leaked to the press. Oh, 
the hell am I looking at here, Phil? That's, oh, uh, Phil's Lenny and Bruce. He bought them so they wouldn't get out. Yeah. Why or, do you always bring these out around Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he was into weird Christmas. Why don't you go into the Farley room? Okay. Oh, Jesus! Wow. Uh, so okay. he d- he bought them to protect them from protect the legacy of Lenny Bruce from getting into the press. Didn't want to get them leaked. Yeah. I guess so. Huh. Interesting. Uh, you know, I go back and I've watched some old videos of, of Lenny Bruce. And I guess you had to be in the time because I don't get it. I, I get what he was doing and the importance of it, but I agree. And I tried. I tried. I listened to the albums. I listened to the, uh, to you know, hey, hey, he always seemed like Yo, a man. trouble guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- so this cat, a- a- and uh, he was saying things like he got literally arrested and pulled off the stage, obscenity charges for what he was saying. He was very thought provoking. I get it. The Dustin Hoffman movie, um, you know, is is uh, yeah, is 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 great, and that is that's pretty much what his life was. I mean, I get it, I get what he was doing. Yeah. I just didn't find it very funny. No, you no, know? and but I, I don't. But it had to be of the time, I guess. I don't know. And even then, I, there were comedians of that time that I found legitimately funny. But he he needed to be where he was to push the boundaries a yeah. bit. They yeah. feature him in uh, Maisel too, right? Yeah, like, they do a really cool job. Yeah, of that. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, now I see something on my screen here that just says "Go to this call." Okay. Is I don't it, know. Uh, I don't know who it is. Somebody who apparently worked with Catherine the Great. Uh, I, I, I. Does it have to do with our, our topic at hand? All right, let's go. I'm who getting, do you think it is? I'm getting zero. I'm thinking it's Dr. Gary Mike. Lauer. I uh, see. I was thinking either Gary or, or Lou. Uh, all right. Let me go to uh, mystery caller. You're on the air. Good morning. That's Lou. Lou. It's Louina. (laughs) It's not Lou. I'm just calling to deliver the news that the phones are working. Oh, Oh, it's Marissa. 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 Nobody recognized Marissa's voice. (laughs) I was wondering why I looked over there and I couldn't see her at all. So the phone, the phones work. That's funny. But when can you see her when you look over there? That's true. All right, thank you, thank you, Marissa. Phone lines are open, Woo! ladies and gentlemen. All right. Open phone Adelphia. Yeah. Just we ended up with our stories. Yeah. But we still have number one, yes? Did we do number one? No, we did Lenny, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. So Lenny Bruce Actually, is not okay. Uh I, <laughs> Is it oh what? It's not okay? Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Not afraid. Oh, Lenny I thought Bruce it was uh, not, yeah. okay. not okay. Only person mentioned twice in that song. Is Lenny Bruce? Yeah. Catherine the Great. <laughs> not Catherine the Great. Lenny Bruce's name is mentioned twice in it's in the end of the world as we know it. I don't really? know why. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what's interesting about that song is Michael Stipe, uh, he had said it was meant to be a stream of consciousness. It's not right. really supposed to be a story of any type. Right. Um, but when he would perform it live, uh, he'd have to have the lyrics written out well, in front of him. Well, it's too much. Yeah. Well, I don't care how good you are. It's like the, um, I wonder if Billy Joel has to, and, and we didn't start the fire, had to have a, has to have a similar situation. I've, I know there are people that know all the words of that song. That's one of the songs I want to learn to all, all the We didn't start do. the fire, or? No, no. Um, uh, uh, and and in the world, world as we know yeah. it. And then the other song I want to learn is uh, I've Been Everywhere from uh, Johnny Cash. Uh, that is a good one. Because that's a lot of dialogue. I was going to ask you what you think the best, like, top five Rapid fire lyric songs all Mamma Mia. Well the no. um Fair Naked Ladies has uh Chicken in the China and the Chinese Chicken. Like there's some pretty yeah. rapid fire. Is that one week? That's yes. one week, yeah. Okay. That's, one that's week. a pop song. Um I yeah, I would probably you know what case I would have to say it's the end of the world as we know. It's it gotta be right is the one that has the most uh, and I'm talking about in rock music because then you, you have some Who's the guy in uh, in uh, hip hop and, and rap that you play for me every now and then that just rips oh, like stuff. Busta Rhymes. Busta is Rhymes, one. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say that and 
as far as rapid fire, nonstop. What's dialogue. another one? Well, uh, nothing's coming to mind. Fish has one. I know you guys love that, but uh, there's a song called Reba. Well, that's that when I... he brought up fishing. <laughs> Stop, man! This is it's what I know. That uh, was about a point in the song in which Casey again referenced fish. But for as many times as I listen to that song, I can't. I, I, I got well, a mush mouth. Though, what's so. what's the pacing like? Uh, is it similar to the REM delivery where it's rapid boom, 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 boom? You have to know part of it. Give us a little bit. Reba sink a bowl of water. Reba talk. It was so true. It goes that fast? Yeah. Okay. Knee deep in the motel tub. Reba land in the room. Lip. Dip. Dip. Lip. Sip. Perfume. Motor. Farmer. Truck. So you only know a few of the words. Take a peek at the tree. Water. Tie cable to a tree. That's. I know the words, but I my my. I have a mush mouth. I can't. I, right. I just I don't have the capability yeah. to. I know the word. <laughs> it's hard. I I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. Especially no. especially at the clip that um like a Michael Stipe mm-hmm. in that song. It's it's hard to, you know, belch out that stuff. I want in concert. I, there'd be no way you could do it without that. <laughs> without a written list. This is the kind. This, it, it picks up once yeah. again. I mean, I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself, Jeremy. It's not that crazy fast, but but, it, but the pentameter shifts. It like it's just a lot of words to remember again, and, and it's different length word clusters. Yep. Yeah. People are texting in "Hook" by uh, Blues Traveler. This is a good rap. Oh, second second second. That is a good one. I like gibberish in songs too, like um. What's uh, um, Rubber Biscuit has it by the Blues Brothers? Oh, yeah. It's almost like scatting. Yep. Um, and then uh, Marissa also mentioned... It's uh, been oh, sorry. Uh, Chop Suey from uh, System of a Down. Yes. That's right. There's a part of Monkey Wrench, too, right? That uh, you won't... Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's your goal to be able to do it all in one breath, right? Okay. Yeah. It's not fast, but it's a lot. It's one single breath. It's... You know what's <laughs> What's uh, what's funny is um in uh focus by or uh, hocus focus by focus yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but there's a there's a part where he just goes oh, wow he's just like oh, <laughs> oh yeah you know yeah it sounds like Okay. <laughs> bunch of texts uh, coming in. Uh, Eminem does some fast stuff, yeah. yeah. But, but we're getting out of the the rock realm. Tony Bennett. Uh, Tony Bennett. No, not that I know of. Winona's Big Brown Beaver from uh, Primus. Somebody yeah, says. Yep. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, I do have another list. If you guys are oh, interested, okay. since we do, do we have, have time, time for it? Well, well, how many things are on the said list? Too many, but I don't have to go through all of them. Because okay, well then give us the give us the top of the list. This is from uh, Cracked.com. It's not in any. I like Cracked. It's, it's the right. twenty nine unexpected stats that prove the world is weird. Seven. <laughs> okay, we'll do seven. That was your you favorite. So uh, I did like that one. Um, so here you go. When we talk about climate change, people love to make jokes about farting cows. But cow, but cow farts aren't a thing. Cows do emit methane, but 95% of it comes from burping. That's where the majority of it comes so from. So the, the cow methane comes from burping? Yeah. Over so the farts. They, are, uh, they belch because they are ruminants, and burping is part of their digestive process. They have 
So, uh, and Steve, you know you talk about uh, ruminating? Yes. So there is a, a section of their stomach that's called the rumen. Right. And so that's where the the the, 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 the word. stuff goes, and it and it hangs there for a while. Right. And then you know how it says they chew their cud? It comes back up, oh. and then they chew uh, back on, and then nice. they send it back down. <laughs> right. So the rumen is, is kind of a waiting room in their stomach. Where'd you learn that? Did you learn that in your the bathroom book that you have? You uh, know what? I think I did. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good book, man. That is a good book. Um, so, okay. They're all number seven, by the way. This does have the word seven in it. It says, uh, men think about sex every seven seconds. And that's a true or a falsehood? It's not true. In fact, experts estimate that 30% of men don't think about sex during the day at all. At all. At all. I saw Norm MacDonald bit where he talked about this study (laughs) and he said, that's probably true. Except when we do think about sex, it's all we think about. And Mm -hmm. I think that's accurate. Like when you, when you get sex on the brain, you get sex on the brain. Yeah, you sort of have to tap it off before you move on. All right, here's here another another one way to put it. <laughs> unexpected stat. If you'll excuse me now, I need to go pleasure myself, but I want to rejoin the conference in a few minutes. <laughs> I have to tap it off. <laughs> Men are much more aggressive than women, uh, unless gender is hidden, and women are more aggressive. Scientists found that when playing a bomb dropping game. Women drop more bombs than men did, but only when their gender wasn't identifiable. Okay. I mean, the women are more aggressive when gender is hidden. What do you mean, dropping a bomb? Well, well, there's a game where you you could you could uh, sort of like you ever see the psychological test where someone sits in the middle of the room and everyone is anonymous and you can press a button and, and give them a shock. It was a uh, it's right. conducted, I think, at Stanford or something. Okay. And uh, so they you have the option of dropping a a uh, a bomb on uh, a plane. Yeah. And okay. and so women were more inclined to do to it do when it? their gender huh? was not known. Huh. Right. Okay. Uh, all right, another one. Uh, let's see here. It says, if you want to get ahead, it makes sense that you should avoid hanging out in bars. But it's not true. A study of the Journal of Labor Research found that regular drinkers make 10 to 14% more money than those who don't drink. Is it because of the social deal and the, the uh, business opportunities, the networking perhaps? The study also concluded that men who visit a bar at least once a month earn an additional 7% more those Seven. who don't. Seven. Seven. <laughs> We're reaching for anything right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Even, well, so I, I can listen. There is a we we talked about the possibility that if you're, um, you know, when they used to be, I don't even know, our smoke breaks outside or something, yeah, and yeah. if that is so, uh, there was a whole Friends episode about Rachel, um, <laughs> you know, smoking though she didn't have to, so she could get out and, and network with her superiors. Yeah, I guess you know, networking is, um, you know, hanging out at a bar and having a couple of beers is. Is a great way to network. To I think it is. Loose. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or golf or anything that gets you out of work and yet still able to talk in a casual manner. Yeah, I you know, and I, I don't really like hanging out in bars anyway. I there was a time where I really that was kind of yeah I wanted to do, and now I want to stay away from the bar. And I don't think that hurts the bar industry in any way, shape, or form. There's no lack of people who want to go. But where is yeah. your hang place of choice if you're outside of the house? I will like going to a to a good restaurant. Yeah. During the meal, before the meal, talking. Once the meal stops and dessert's over, I want to go. Yeah. I don't like to languish. Uh, there are. There's a. Uh, I just closed actually, but there was a coffee shop near my house that I like to hang yeah. at. They had a really nice uh, Central Perk comfy. <laughs> Uh, leather couch that I that Gunther I liked, there. <laughs> uh, and then also Your friends used to meet me there. <laughs> the like a cigar lounge, um, you know, as I, long as but 
you got to have the right people in the cigar lounge. Right. Uh, I've been to. You need one virulent racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had that one guy, but yeah. he's actually oh, he's, he's not he's not allowed in there. He got okay. kicked out. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, for real. Yeah. I remember you telling me. He called me uh, the f word, uh, which is a derogatory term for for a, a gay man. Yeah. And it was because I had painted toenails. Oh, and, yeah. And I was oh like. Uh, and he, like, honestly, if I would have punched him. You're going to have to go now, mister. If I would have punched him, he would have turned to dust. He was just, just this old. And, you know, and I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. I don't, but speaking of hangout places, I don't have a hangout place. I don't know anywhere I like You know my desire for the about. longest time is to do a, a pretzel rod club where yeah. you can go <laughs> and hang out. And, and, I forgot and, about and that. Well, Steve, I watched, and, and so did you, Nick. I watched Cheers all the time, right? Every single Thursday night, it's what I watched, and it gave me, uh, like, I wanted a place like that. Where okay. everyone knows your name. Yeah. It sounds good, right? right? Okay, but my wife and I were at this restaurant one time that has a bar like that, <laughs> and we saw a guy that we kind of know come walking in on a Tuesday yeah, at like right. 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was like, Norm! And I'm like, wow, Ooh. dude. That's his rep. Uh, and uh-huh. that's and it, the guy's got a big-time alcohol problem. Um, but I was just like, I no. It, it seems fun on a TV show, yeah. but uh, I was like, that. thank God I'm not that. So I, I agree with you, Preston, about hanging out in bars. However, uh, during the course of the pandemic, I've really started to enjoy hanging outside of bars. And I'm not like talking about the street right. outside. Hey, <laughs> mister! <laughs> hey, mister! I mean, like, uh, uh, seating sections in the outdoor area around. And because part of the We're reason hanging why... hanging out on street corners. No! Uh, no, outside of, uh, seating sections in bars. And, and uh, part of the reason why is that you can actually have conversations with people. You're not drowned out by the noise that happens inside of a bar. Okay. That's been one of my things forever is, yeah. is like a when there's event an event and the music is so overpoweringly lo- oh, loud I can't take it. that you can't and, and especially I'm weddings old. or things where people are coming in from all around and you haven't seen them in a long time and you want to go talk. Yeah. Uh, and and you're hearing the electric slide. All right, uh here's another stat. Seven. Uh <laughs> uh people who earn who people who are popular in school, meaning high school, yeah. uh, earn more money as adults. Uh, but scientists conducted a long-term survey where they interviewed high school students, uh, then tracked them down 35 years later. They found that kids in the top fifth of the popularity rankings earn 10% more than those who are in the bottom fifth. Oh, then that, it so, is true. So right? the people who are more popular are going to tend to earn more later on in life, correct? Kids in the top fifth of the popularity rankings earned 10% more than the. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I guess it is true. I thought it was going to prove that it's incorrect. So it's always, hey, good news if you're a quiet key to yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's going to continue and you're going to earn less. And then you'll be with Nick outside the bar. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily saying that the, you know, the queen bee or, you know, the, the popular jerk or whatever. Because, listen, you have a, a popular clique of people, right? And in that clique of people, you have, like, the nice ones, right? And then you have the other ones who are just popular because for one reason or another uh, I, it, it's, who... it's weird though case like in my in my life when i in my life <laughs> uh there was a um like early on i was popular in school but i got moved around so much i was always they kept redistricting hard word to say right. the, the area and i was always sort of the new kid yeah so so it was um it became less so, you know, but I mean, but as a result, your social skills probably skipped up a little bit because you had to keep like maybe, maybe reintroducing yourself get you and- better. Yeah. And that's a that's a good point. That's a valid point. I went to high school with a kid who later on in life, um, it was like a shocker that he had become as successful as he did. Like, I mean, yeah. 
like we thought he was going to end up uh, like in a ditch somewhere and, you know, right, or like yeah. a drug overdose. Or with and, a horse on top of him. <laughs> no, but I mean, like it was, I remember first seeing it, I was like, oh my God, like it was so nice to see that he cleaned, completely cleaned up his life. And not only that, but became very successful and went on to make a lot of money. Excellent. Wow. That's good. All right, one last one. All right, and then we'll move Let's on. Let's do number seven. Uh, plane crashes are rare, but uh, surviving one seems almost impossible. But of the fi- 53,487 people involved in plane crashes in the U.S. from 1983 to 2000, so it's 53,487 people involved in a plane crash, 51,207 survived. And my friend is one of them. A girl I went to college with survived the plane crash. No kidding. How yeah. bad was it? I, so it wasn't like a jet airliner. It was, you know, like a single prop, uh, single engine plane or whatever. But right. um, I, I, And I don't necessarily know... Listen, a crash is a crash, right? So yeah. I don't necessarily know if she plummeted to earth. They were pushing uh, the plane into the hangar and it hit a, a light pole. I just know that she survived it and it was a very traumatic experience for her. So I didn't like ask her for the whole story to relive it. But, um, you know, she suffered se- uh, severe burns. And- wow. Okay. So something okay. serious. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so, in fact, she had to like wear one of those sleeves over her arms. Sure. Are we talking predominantly um, airline? It doesn't okay. say. Uh, I would imagine no. I would imagine okay. it involves every type of aircraft. But uh, it's nearly 96% survival rate. Uh, so that ain't bad. No. I mean, you know, they, it is It is a statistically. It is a, the, yeah. Now, mind you, there are far more people driving and things of that nature throughout, throughout a year. So statistically, that may not be that impressive. But that's those numbers say it's, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's safer than driving yeah. your car. Right. You know, so. All right, anyhow, uh, those are some list items. I haven't, uh, we'll just call this segment seven from now on. Uh, I haven't uh, mentioned any of those in a while, so I figured it was time to do that. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. I do, however, have Bizarre File stories for you, and we just want to remind you of the opportunity to win a free Preston and Steve tattoo, a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. I am going to do a shout out, and I want to thank, uh, by the way, U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy for actually sponsoring, believe it or not, our shout outs. They had the balls to do it. Beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at uh, usdigestivehealth.com. So, this one is uh, sad news, but I want to honor this. Uh, it was a, a really nice email from a guy named uh, Matthias uh, who uh, emailed at Matthias uh, Gewalt or Gewalt. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. He said he wanted a shout out for his fiance, Megan uh, Algeo, and her family. He said try to do it this Tuesday or Wednesday because Megan passed away last Tuesday. She was 39 years old, died from natural causes. Said she was a huge fan of the show. Said there hasn't been a day in the last eight to ten years where she hasn't listened to you live or through a podcast, even while living in San Diego and Alaska. Uh, She loved everything about the show and turned me, a new Philadelphian, into a huge forever fan. She always rewinds the Cindy and (laughs) Oh Gary bits. And couldn't stop laughing. Uh, she always wanted to compete in the trivia part of your ugly sweater contest. And I'll tell you, she knew anything and everything about your shows and supported all of your events. Megan was a native Philadelphian, was a retired captain in the Air Force, proudly serving as a nurse. She was a huge animal lover, gymnast, and loved adventure. And she always made people laugh 
And this last year with her was the best of my life, best year of my life. I had always hoped uh, that uh, true love existed, but never believed it to be real until Megan came into my life. He said, so, Megan, I will always love you, and you will always be a major part of my life. Thank you from Matias. So that goes out to Megan and her family as well. And I knew Megan. That's that's awful. That That is I horrible. I know that she had passed. I knew her through the show. We corresponded a few times about different charity events over the years. And uh, that's just sad. I'm sorry to hear that. We're yeah. going to do a, a full. Want to do a full? Yeah. I think she would appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. It's so wild when you somebody who's spent so much time, you know, because everybody who, you know, we encounter people and we correspond with people. You, you know, you're you're listening to the show. You're we. It's not uh, overly dramatic to say we consider you our family, and and this this is something that's really uh, sad to hear. Yeah, it's never easy to to hear that news. So uh, we'll do what we can to help ease the family of, of their pain yeah. uh, any bit that we can. So, all right, we are going to get into the bizarre file. So let's go ahead and do that now. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, and Bizarre Files also brought to you by U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at usdigestivehealth.com. We'll start with this. Don Ford, a journalist uh, in San Francisco for a radio station or a television station, was recently preparing a uh, to film a segment about a series of car robberies when he was mugged at gunpoint. The shot was being set up when thieves jumped out of a car, one pointing a gun in Ford's face and demanding his camera. It's unclear if Ford was alone or if he had a crew with him at the time. Uh, he was caught on camera yeah. with his hands up and allowed them to take the equipment. He was not harmed. They said that basically, he said, take the camera. Yeah, a witness who watched the robbery uh, told the station he watched from afar, hoping no one would be shot. Ford later uh, rehashed the ordeal on Twitter. Police have since revealed the camera was recovered, but the thieves... Have not been caught as of yet. And he says, Preston, they pulled up in a high-end vehicle, like a high-end car. Yeah. This is a messed up story. A 19-year-old is behind bars after a Saturday morning rampage that terrorized a family and neighborhood. It was apparently, had happened, it it apparently happened after Reuben Warren Williams was confronted by his grandfather about smoking pot and other substances. So Williams is accused of shooting and injuring his grandfather and aunt and actually killing his cousin. He faces several serious charges, obviously. Now, here's how it went down. His grandfather spoke to him about his drug use, use around 11.15 a.m. Saturday. Williams responded by shooting his grandfather, then shooting his aunt. The two victims jumped from the second-story window to escape from the home where the shooting had happened. The male victim reportedly broke both ankles and had gunshot wounds to his back. The female had gunshot wounds to her upper extremities. What a nightmare. In the home's living room, Williams shot his cousin, identified as 27-year-old Carlton Tillman. He didn't make it. Williams then went upstairs in search of his grandfather and aunt, allegedly not knowing that they had jumped. Two other adults hid in an upstairs bedroom with their four children after hearing gunshots. The man hiding in the bedroom had his own gun and exited the bedroom. He made contact with Williams, and they started exchanging gunfire. So now there's a firefight going on, but the man retreated going back into the bedroom where he barricaded the door of the dresser. No one hiding in the room was injured. Police said Williams then left the residence where he spotted his aunt outside, they uh, said that he began chasing her through the neighborhood while shooting at her. She escaped the gunman by running to a neighbor's yard. Williams also shot and injured a neighbor's barking dog as well. 
Williams then escaped the scene after he jumped into the passenger side of a vehicle that was parked. The woman in the car said Williams got in, put a gun to her head, and yelled for her to drive. He demanded her phone and wedding ring. She said she gave him the items, and Williams held her at gunpoint, forcing her to drive her around for several hours while they were looking for this guy. This is a rampage, and this is all over the fact that he was smoking pot in the house? How it started. Witnesses told police they saw Williams enter the woman's vehicle. Williams had also contacted his sister, telling her that he had kidnapped a woman for her car. Police eventually caught up with Williams on Saturday night, took him into custody. Fire rescue arrived and pronounced Tillman dead, and the man and woman were airlifted to uh, the hospital at a trauma center in critical condition. That is insane. That is, like you said, Steve, that's a rampage right there. All right, how about this one? Over the last year, the Toronto Public Health Unit has recorded a 62% increase in raccoon attacks on residents. Raccoons, is it happening during the day or at night? It's happening all the time, I think. Uh Experts say that reports of biting and scratching aren't because the animals, lovingly dubbed trash pandas, are getting more aggressive. Instead, the blame lies with Torontonians. Uh, It is really just people being foolish, said Derek McChesney. Uh, the owner of Toronto Wildlife uh, Control Company said, I'm face-to-face with them pretty much every day. One might be aggressive, especially if there are babies around. But for the most part, nothing's really changed with them. Instead, people are home more and, uh, more, and unfortunately, they're being foolish, she said. With residents spending more time outside... Don't be an idiot. ...to their homes, the city has warned against approaching, petting, or feeding raccoons. Don't give Torontonians a bad name. Acts that have inevitably uh, resulted in fearful raccoons lashing out. But uh, increased exposure to raccoons throughout the day has given some residents a greater appreciation for the wily animals. Homeowners are quickly learning that raccoons are used to sleeping in houses that are typically empty during the day. Those are squatters. Uh, Yes. Uh, People are taking greater notice of an illness that stalks the raccoon population, uh, which is canine distemper virus. Oh, that's not good. Uh, the fatal illness typically leaves raccoons with crusted over eyes and wobbly, confused gait. Because raccoons with the fatal illness can lose their fear of humans and lash out if threatened, officials have also asked people be wary of approaching sick animals. I think they're adorable, but they, they, can, they, they, can, be, they can be a pain in the ass. Yes, they can. Especially if you have any garbage cans. And a New Jersey man was arrested this week after authorities say he vandalized America's Stonehenge in Salem, New, Ham- New Hampshire. We were just talking about this. Uh, the defendant is accused of using power tools to carve a popular QAnon slogan into one of the archaeological landmarks 4,000-year-old stone tablets. Mark Russo, 50 years old, was charged with felony criminal mischief following a four-month investigation into vandalism. Police were called to the area consisting of multiple large stone structures scattering across roughly 30 acres because a property owner reported finding an unusual wooden cross with several pictures and drawings suspended from two trees at a primary archaeological site. Uh, Tacked to the 18-inch wooden cross were several photos, um, and attached to the cross appeared to depict the crucifixion. The property owner canvassed the area and also discovered significant damage to the main site's stone sacrificial tablet. The tablet, which property owner says is approximately 4,000 years old, was carved with WWG1WGA and I Am Mark. Uh, the former is a popular QAnon slogan that stands for where we go one, we go all. And police said the other one was the guy's Twitter handle, <laughs> I Am Mark. Okay. Yeah. See if you can find yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Let, let's collab. So... Uh, Twitter post showed video of Russo wearing a Punisher shirt attempting to enter American Stonehenge 
without paying before being stopped by staff. Uh, Russo I don't have five bucks. Was detained on Monday. And there you go. That's all I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get the uh, lesson question for the day, and we'll get trash and music news, too, so make sure you stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is a Tuesday morning, and 63 is going to be our high temperature today. We're already in the mid-50s. Wonderful. We'll be at 70 by the time we get to Thursday. Even better. And we're getting close to wrapping up a chance for you to win a tattoo today, courtesy of our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, which is located at 1729 South Street in Philly. Text word secret to 39333. But after you do that... Try to answer this question because we're going to give away a $100 cash prize if you can answer me this in our stupid or our lesson question for the day. What is ET Piss? 215 263 WMMR. Okay, if you heard earlier this morning, then you should know. What is ET Piss? 215 263 WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Which is brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time uh, from the finest coffee beans in the world. Freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, royal fact-checkers contesting Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's assertion that the two actually got married in a secret wedding three days prior to the televised one. Apparently, no marriage documentation was ever filed by their Elvis impersonator. Oh, my God. You know New York's naked cowboy? He's finding things tougher in Florida where he was arrested for panhandling. The naked cowboy, a.k.a. Robert Burke, said the whole trip was a disaster, and it was the first time he ever had to put zinc on his penis. (laughs) And finally, Elon Musk posting a very rare photo on Twitter of his girlfriend Grimes and his son, the capital X, a capital A, mushed up against a capital E and another capital A, hyphenated to capital X with two lowercase eyes. Musk says he's insanely proud of capital X, a capital A, mushed up against a capital E and another capital A, hyphenated to capital X and two lower eyes. And his nickname team Squirt. Next <laughs> <laughs> to Hollywood Trash. All right, team. We shall see if you know the answer to this. Uh, and it is uh, the question is, what does ET piss? Two one five two six three WMMR. And it is Kenny that we're going Kenny. to. Hey, Kenny. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, what's up? hey, Kenny. What does ET piss? Mercury. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hang on, Ooh. Kenny boy. We have for you, sir, a $100 cash prize to welcome Fox's new show, Game of Talents. And for another chance to win some cash, you can click contest at WMMR.com to enter to win $500 by uploading a photo of your unusual talent. And check out Game of Talents, a new series where teams must figure out the hidden talents of mystery performers Premiering this Wednesday, right after the Mass Singer, and that is on Fox 29. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, so Music News brought to you by Horizon Services, uh, 21-point AC tune-up 
uh, for just $59 at Horizon Services. Dot com. Nick, did you clear up my Foo Fighters question? I saw you looking up information on I there. didn't remember either, and uh, I was trying to remember if it was Big Me or This Is A Call. Um, I mean, This Is A Call. And I, for me, it was This Is A Call. That It was released in June of 95. Okay. But the first first video I remember is Big Me. Okay. Um, that's, the, that's the airplane one, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or no. No. No, Big Me that's is the, the Mentos. Mentos. The Mentos right. one. That's the right. Mentos. That was the airplane one, yeah. Where Dave was dressed yeah. like as a woman. Okay, yeah. all right. But the first re- uh, single, I remember what it was. The fir- when I when I first moved to Philadelphia, they released an album, and that's when Monkey Wrench was the first. God, that's it. That yeah, that came out. I remember because uh, that was playing at the Riverdeck Cafe. When yeah. We were, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. We cleared hey. that up. Yeah. Right. We're solving all things. Right. Show's uh, over. Corn guitarist Brian Head Welch admits that he went too far with Christianity after it helped him become sober back in two thousand five. I was on a podcast. He said, uh, I got obsessed with it, uh, just like I was obsessed with drugs. And I had to come out of that and find normalcy because there's nothing worse than a freaking irritating religious person just shoving it down your throat. (laughs) There's nothing worse than that, he said. Uh, He referred to his 2018 documentary, Loud Crazy Love, which followed his journey to sobriety and captured the sentiments of corn frontman Jonathan Davis at the time. Welt said, and you saw it on the documentary. Jonathan's like, I hate those mother effers. People can't stand them. And for years, we've had those Christians outside of corn concerts saying corns of the devil and all this. It's crazy. It's crazy thing. He said, but I'm glad I, I got through it. And I'm glad that I am who I am now. And I have a lot of peace and rest for my soul. I feel very leveled and at peace with myself. Uh, Welch left corn in 2005, but he did return to the band in 2013. A demo song from about 1979 featuring Ronnie James Dio's vocals could be an unreleased Black Sabbath song. The demo was released by the stepson of late Black Sabbath keyboardist Jeff Nichols. Uh, The believed title is Slapback. And it was included on a cassette tape that featured other material recorded by the band when they were prepping for their then next album, which was 1980's Heaven and Hell. Uh, Nichols' stepson, Gary Rees, uploaded the song to YouTube. In the description, he said, It doesn't sound like a typical Sabbath song, if it is them, but it does sound like Ronnie James' deal. I have no idea about anything. I wasn't there. Everything is speculation. He also said that he has several more tapes to explore, but his vintage equipment needed to be serviced, and there was no spare cash to cover the cost. Reese asked that people donate to a fund so that he could continue the work. Dave Grohl, we're just talking about him, uh, said that he was amazed that drummer Taylor Hawkins would leave a high-end job touring with then-red-hot Alanis Morissette to join him and Foo Fighters in 1997. Uh, during a chat with Entertainment Weekly, Grohl said, I thought he would never leave Alanis's band. He said, at the time, they were packing stadiums around the world. And what, he's going to jump in our red Dodge van and play the effing Viper Room again? But within the community of musicians, especially in Los Angeles, there's a Rolodex that goes around. Drummers no drummers, and drummers are always looking for a gig. Uh, Dave, still renowned as being one of Rock's preeminent stickmen for his years with Nirvana, explained... Drummers are like landscapers. He said, you need your effing yard cut, and they will come over. It's true. And drummers are also like sharks. He said, if they stop moving, they'll die. (laughs) So he was surprised that he took that gig. 
Imagine Dragons is celebrating a decade together by announcing that new music is on the way. Uh, Frontman Dan Reynolds shared a picture of his bandmates on Twitter on Monday with a caption that said, Over a decade together and still my best friends. I'm incredibly proud and lucky to be in a band with you. And yes, this week it all begins again. Dorton. Good for them. And Dorton to you. (laughs) And then finally... Set for release from the Tom Petty estate is Finding Wildflowers, the alternate versions. Uh, the collection, called from the recent deluxe box set of Petty's 1994 solo Wildflowers album, is set to drop on April 16th. The previously unreleased track from 1992 called You Saw Me Coming hit YouTube last week with Heartbreakers keyboardist Ben Montench saying in a statement, there's this kind of longing in the song. In the way that he wrote the chord structure, the melody, and the lyrics. It's wistful, and it would have been the perfect way to end the disc. I guess we're looking at the video now. Uh, uh, I'm assuming that's what that is, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it is set for release on April 16th. If you're a Petty fan, there you go. And that is what I have in music news. Hey, there's a Daily Rush video, a new one that's out. And it is? Uh, the Queen's Laugh. <laughs> so she has a surprisingly loud and scary laugh for such a proper lady. Uh, you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So if you have not seen it yet, go take a look-see. We're going to come back in a moment when we return. Time to wrap it up. Leather Day, Word of the Week, prize that stuff, and we'll find out who's winning the tattoos. So stay with us. WMMR.com, the website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. I know what you want. You want a beautiful day? You got a beautiful day. And the Beastie Boys paving the way for us on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Went up to about uh, 63 degrees today. A wonderful thing. As of right now, we're sitting at about 55, no, 58 degrees in Bella Kenwood. So we are well on our way. Next thing you know, uh, Mercury is going to be rising up to 70 on Thursday and Friday. Spectacular. Uh, Saturday, the high is going to be maybe around 50. I don't know anything. Still good. I haven't looked after that as of yet. Let me see here. Yeah, and then Sunday, 48. I think the the high to Monday, 47. Then it's going to be like the 50s, 40s, and blah, blah, blah. Average for this time of year is negative 30, right? Uh, negative 30, yeah, something yeah. like that. No, I think it's the upper 40s. Upper 40s. All right. Um, well, not bad. You know, yeah. So, not too bad at all. Uh, I would like to thank our one only one and only guest, Mr. Michael Carbonaro. Yes. On hey, AI yes. Show today. Uh, very cool guy. Live from space is the live magic event that he's doing. And you can watch it at home on your laptop, however you want to do that. And there's an interactive uh, piece to it. Uh, so you can check out, uh, I believe it's michaelcarbonaro.com yep. uh, to get that information and to sign up for it. Uh, and thank you for being patient today as well, yeah. because uh, our phone lines crapped on us. They, they didn't work. Started with the, the stupid question, one of the first phone-driven things that we do every day. Not one phone call came in the light. <laughs> We're like, come on, man. I, I can ask the most impossible question in the world, and we always get at least... <laughs> A handful of people that will what call in and try to, to answer the question. What was the flavor again? I totally forgot. It was lemon cream. Lemon cream. So the okay. question was, is what uh, Oreo made one flavor outside of just their standard Oreo flavor? Uh, what was the first one that they that they made outside of the flavor? And it was lemon cream. Lemon cream. Which sounds pretty tasty. 
I, I like lemon dessert items. I, I think they get overlooked a lot. For the most part, I do not. However, I love lemon meringue pie. Mm-hmm. Love That's it. Definitely a Love it. But lemon tarts and things like that. All right. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. <laughs> lemon <laughs> custard. Mm. Shrimp kebabs, <laughs> all that good stuff. Coconuts. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I have to do. We got to do the letter of the day. Case, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R, as in rhubarb. All right. We got two letters now, three more to go, and then $500. Part of T-Mobile's 5G Fridays. Where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs, and the name is Speed with the Preston and Steve Show. For another shot of $500, click contest WMMR.com, and you can enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? Uh, and also, we need to give away the last thing of the day. It's Tattoo Tuesday, and that means we have a free Preston and Steve tattoo, and it goes to Keith Johnson of Audubon, New Jersey. And we're going to give him a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And Tattoo Tuesday on the Preston and Steve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. 1729 South Street in Philadelphia for artwork samples. You can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Are we trying out new music? Yeah. New ending music? I recommended this. I don't know how this is going to sound. Let's give it a shot. We do, we do a different a little ditty right. each, uh, each day of the week. <laughs> Casey has not been happy with our Tuesday ditty. With our Tuesday ditty. And yeah. I went to see a movie the other night and this... Oh. Song wraps it up. What? No, I, I wish. Can you play Tuesday so I know what we're skipping? Oh, around? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, a little yeah. bit of it. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Hang on a second. Just, uh, just for reference, yeah. and then we'll try the new I one. I know I love Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Yes. Me those too. are Those are two good ones. Here we go. This is. I don't hate it. All right. Oh, it's very circusy. Yeah. 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 It's fun. Yep. All right. And this, this other one is kind of circusy, but I saw this in a, in a movie the All other right. night. So this. <laughs> It's uh, from the end of uh, Monty Python, the whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, the President Steve Show has been brought to you today by <laughs> Zippy's Bikes in Wildwood. Hundreds of bikes in stock right now. Zippy'sBikes.com. Also brought to you by... I love that. <laughs> brought to you by Salus University, the future of health science. You can visit salus.edu. <laughs> and then finally brought to you by U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule a screening at usdigestivehealth.com. By the way, the, the end of, and I hadn't seen The Holy Grail in a long time. I love the end of that movie. It ends so weird. Yes. And there are people that were in the theater and never seen it before, and they were like, oh, there's going to be more, right? No. No, <laughs> there no isn't. that's it. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, anyhow, tomorrow on our program, uh, Wednesday, Fox Good Day, we'll do that. Secret text word, yes, we will have that. Mr. Skin is getting in touch. Very cool. Another one of his awards coming up, Skinatomy. Well, actually, he's got a, uh, a bracket thing going on okay. for March Madness. All right. It's so the Sconies. It's stage sex. So we will talk <laughs> to Mr. Skin tomorrow, and I'm actually saying this name. John Belaris. Yes. will be joining us on the show tomorrow. It's the anniversary of Snowmageddon. <laughs> and so we're going to talk to John and see how he's doing. We sure. It's been a while, so, yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye.
the Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hello, this is Tucker. You may have heard me mentioned on WMMR. I have Tucker Muscle Therapy in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. I've been doing massage on the main line for 22 years. You can text or call me at 610-564-5027. All surfaces are sanitized after each appointment. Everyone must wash their hands when entering. Masks are required. Mention WMMR. Get $20 off a 90-minute massage. I can't see why you'd go anywhere else. Next message. Hi, this is Bridget from Morgantown. I launched Safe Six with my mom in September 2020. We turned coconut oil and coconut milk into a moisturizing shave stick that leaves your skin soft and smooth. It's clean, easy to use, and lasts longer than messy shaving cream. Shave your legs, underarms, bikini lines, even your face. Use the code WMMR for 20% off any purchase at savesix.com. That's S-H-A-V-E-S-T-I-X.com. And follow us on Instagram at savesix for regular giveaways. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.